All right, I know we took a little hiatus, but we are back. Welcome to the sports edition. JC was out of town, so we had to delay the podcast a bit. But you know what? It's all in good spirits because a lot of things in sports happen. Uh, a lot of things we got to cover, especially with the NBA. The finals is getting started. We're also going to talk about the NFL, the games that happen, a COVID outbreak that just happened uh, the day we've been recording. And also, we're going to talk about a little bit about college football. But right now, we are going to talk about the English Premier League, which is, that's been on the way. It's been up and running. I think there's only been one draw since since um, starting this new season, and that was uh, Chelsea-West Brom. And that wasn't just a regular draw. That was 3-3, a 3-3 draw where West Brom was leading 3-0, but Chelsea came back from three goals down and, and just – Drew the game 3-3. Frank Lampard wasn't happy, particularly wasn't happy with his defense. I could definitely see in the interview. He looked really annoyed. Um, JC, did you catch that game out? Um, I did, and it was a shit show. (laughs) It was was like a combination of, oh, my God, Res Brom is really, really, really good, like way better than I thought they were. Oh, my God, they're up 3-0. What is happening? And then Chelsea was just like, all right, let's beat Chelsea for for a hot second. And then they um, they pulled it back. But I will say excellent effort by West Brom, who is currently sitting at 17 above. Um, That draw actually saved them from being in the regulation zone. So um, shout out to West Brom for not getting relegated. And um, Chelsea, you got to do better. You got to do better. Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea's defense is in shambles. Uh, Tiago Silva, their new signing, I believe that was his first game, or at least first game starting. I, I think that was his first game, and he he was, yeah, he was horrible. He was horrible to the point where I believe it was Frank Lampard who sub subbed him out for Aspilicueta because mm-hmm. he was that bad. And he and Frank Lampard even said during a post game interview that look, basically you've been here for how long. You are a professional. You've been playing professional soccer for how many years now? Since Frank Lampard's been in the, been in the league, you should you should know better than to commit those mistakes as as he did, dwelling on the ball, making bad passes, mm-hmm. and giving up. I don't think it was just one goal; it was two goals for Thiago Silva yeah, that that he gave up. Yeah, and it's um, it's actually kind of um. It's kind of insane, right? It's kind of insane that Tia, uh, he was just that bad because um, for those who don't know who Tiago Silva is, Tiago Silva for um, a couple years there, you could really make a really strong case that he was the best center back in the world. For at least like three, four years, yeah, he had a span. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like it was re- it was like a legit argument like who was better, um, him or Ramos. And um, for him to just be as atrocious as he was, like he looked like he was playing – um, in that um, in that World Cup game against Germany, <laughs> like, that's what I'm really like. yeah. so yeah, Brazil versus Germany, a two. He, he was that form. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, it and was, coincidentally, I don't think he was even playing that game. I think he was suspended. So yeah, no, he was suspended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might as well have been suspended for this game. But yeah, the, um, the ghost of Davi Luiz took took over him. Basically, yeah. Now I will say this: Tiago Splitter has been kind of on the decline for the past like two ish years, like two years. Two years. <laughs> He's been on the decline for probably like four. Has it been four? 
yeah, look, yeah look. It, it is 2020. So yeah, he. I mean, 2016, he wasn't horrible. There's a reason why PSG just let him go. They really did not care. But they didn't fight for him. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's what is he 36 or something like that? He's pretty old. Roughly, roughly. Yeah, roughly. But um, yeah, it's the tough part is is like I really don't know if he starts next game. I don't think he does. More than likely, because <laughs> Chelsea's defense has been pretty atrocious at the start of the season. So, did you think that Chelsea should have spent their two hundred million uh, dollars in, well, not just dollars, euros to two hundred million euros on some defenders rather than attackers? A, like, actually, a position they were kind of already strong at. I mean, they could have used Ziyech, they could have used Werner, but they, they, I think they have an abundance of riches on the attack, but not enough on the defense. Yeah, see, the thing is, is about the defense is, is like, they have some pretty competent defenders, like, um, uh, Rudiger, uh, is it Rudiger? Is that how you pronounce his name? Rudiger? Yeah, Antonio Rudiger, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's pretty solid, but, um, he, I think he was injured. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know if Kurt Zuma's ever going to be the guy that we think he is. He's pretty bad. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, they probably should invest because if you look at, like, their attacking options and their midfield, it's pretty ridiculous. But, um, yeah, they probably should, like you can't Ben Chilwell can't be your best defender on a on a night in night out basis. I don't know if you ever played football manager JC, but yo, Kurt Zuma, like <laughs> I feel like stupid. <laughs> for real, like this was like uh, football manager. It was like from a range of football manager twelve to football manager fourteen, basically the years before Chelsea bought him. Yeah. His potential was crazy. He'll have so the the attributes are out of twenty. He'll always grow to twenty out of twenty strength. He'll be ridiculous. He'll be a rock. I bought him for my Arsenal squad for football manager, and he was and he was the best defender in the world. And so I always thought that and in FIFA and in FIFA career mode too, yeah. Kurt Zuma always had super high potential so here i am thinking when chelsea brought kurt zuma like oh they they must have a defender like in their hands because he always developed into a superstar yeah he but, was one of the reasons why i was scared of um like france going into the future because france was just turning out like crazy talent and i was just like even oh, though they a center back no and then he just never it's not like he's bad but he's just never developed into that super well guy. even the <laughs> the funny thing is france actually did develop into that superpower of all that young talent it just wasn't what the young talent we expected but they they developed um kurt Zuma, i he had a serious injury and that probably set him back probably. i don't think he i don't think he ever recovered from that injury no, I don't think he did either. Um, yeah, but yeah, now at least. But I will say this: the foundation, because like if you look at their like attacking and midfield options, and uh, I think Ngolo Kante's probably got another um, another three three years of really like solid like world class football left. I mean, the pieces are there; they just need to go out there and spend some money on the, uh, some defenders. But how how long before he gets tired and be like, you know what? I want to go to Liverpool or Manchester City because I want to win a championship, First another one. Get this out of the way. If he goes to Liverpool, I'm never watching the EPL again. <laughs> like, because Liverpool is like for what? What will this be? Um, the third year in a row where Liverpool is like by far the best team in the league. So you say by far even over well Manchester City just got thrashed by Leicester City. Manchester City is bad. <laughs> yeah, they got thrashed by Leicester City, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, Manchester United is 
bad. They're horrible. Man. Oh, 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 United, oh, United, definitely. Oh, but oh, City. You know, both of them, both of them are bad. Both of the Manchester's are bad. I don't know what's going. Like, I don't know what happened to City. Um, I literally don't know what happened to City that game. It's Guardiola's system. What Guardiola's system really kind of only has a shelf life, and after, and after a while, it doesn't resonate the same anymore. Teams will have it figured out. Um, Jurgen Klopp has it figured out. All you gotta do is just press him. Yeah, and I mean Jurgen Klopp is, yeah, he's probably the best manager in the world, right? Simi uh, Diego I mean, Simeone I mean, probably will have some. I mean, he probably is. Probably is. I'm trying to see who else. Yeah, the only reason oh, yeah. Here, here's the case for Liverpool. Liverpool was uh, when he got there. I think he got there after uh, the Storage era or the Sturridge era, the Daniel Sturridge era. And he comes in. Liverpool is consistent five or six every single year, and then he just makes them into the most dominant team in the world. And I think that, granted, they brought in some world-class players, absolute world-class, like like the fact that he got the best strike force in the world, at, 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 well, at least now, um, probably the best defense by far in, in, in the world, would you say? And um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the best defenses, and, definitely. And then, you know, and then he managed to get Virgil van Dijk, who was wanted by literally every single club in the world, and he somehow managed to, like, lure him into Liverpool. At, at, and at first, people were saying that he, he was – they overpaid for him. Which is crazy, right? Because yeah. they paid for him. I mean, Virgil was, like, a stud. I don't know who was, like – Yeah, but at, at the time, it was, like, $90 million for a center back at that time was – it looked outrageous, but for the set, but for that huge need that they had, because their their defense at that time, just like Chelsea, was horrible, it was atrocious, man. Yes, yeah. and then and then like look at it now, like with like Robertson and uh, and uh, Alexander Trent. I mean, like I mean Trent Alexander David Beckham Gerard, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how he plays like. <laughs> that's play like. Yeah, I mean, like that full fullback partnership is absolutely so. It's so dumb. Like, it's not even fair because, like, both of them are practically just like right and left midfielders just playing center back because they can make really great slide tackles. It's not fair. Is when your best when your best passer and team it plays right back. Facts. That's crazy. And you want to know what's even more crazy? Like, like Trent Arnold is only what? I think he's only like twenty. I think he's only twenty. I say he's older than that, probably like twenty two by now, but he's still definitely very young. He's super young. I mean, like we could we could check guy. the Google for that, but yeah, he's still uh, definitely he's twenty one. He turns uh twenty one. Okay, he will be twenty two in a week. So you're right. Uh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, the potential on that kid, man, is like unlimited, unlimited. I don't even know. I don't even want to know what he's going to turn into. It's scary. I think as how long he's going to play because even we, even when he gets older and gets a little bit slower, all he's going to do is just change his position to a center defensive midfielder or a central midfielder. He'll be Chabi Alonso. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, dude. I would play him at like he reminds me a lot of Alba because he can really play anywhere. I would put him in at striker. I think he'd be a great striker to be honest with you. Stryker, no, no, no. I'm playing him. If if I was a manager, he'll be it'll be like Yashua Kimmich hey, out in Bayern Munich. I'll play him at central midfielder. Hey, play him in that false nine. He'll be unstoppable. Uh, I feel like as a central midfielder, he'll be easily one of the best in the world. Yeah, maybe so. With, it, with his range of passing. Yeah, dude, his but, passing is so stupid. And, and the thing is, he might not be the best passer on the team anymore because now they signed Thiago. Yeah, that's Thiago Akintara from Bayern Munich. 
which who's injury prone, but when he when he's actually playing, which is kind of like very few, but when he's actually playing, he is arguably the best midfielder in the world. Arguably, arguably, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I will say this to Liverpool fans: congratulations on your. Uh, I don't know if this is your third or second title in a row. I think this is your second title. Is this your second title? I don't know. First, first, first. No, they got the title yeah. last year. Oh, oh, you're talking about for this year. Oh, you, oh, you're you already crowning them the title. Okay, okay, so second title, yeah. Yeah, so this will be their second title, and then they have two Champions League titles, right? And so you do not believe in Leicester City? I'm not going to lie. It, <laughs> here's the thing about Leicester, right? I like Leicester's team, and I like what they do year in and year out, because year in and year out, we always say, okay, Leicester is um, going to be in the bottom half of the league. It... <sighs> I'm rooting. I am genuinely rooting for um, for Leicester City to to lose, and not because I don't like their team. I'm just really upset that they let go of Claudio Ranieri after like the year after they won the title. And I'm still Brandon like, Rogers is a better manager than Claudio Ranieri. No, no. I'm sorry. Thing- I know he might have lost the locker room. I know that that was the storyline during that time, but I was like really upset when they let go of Claudio Ranieri. I was just like, dude, he just won the title. Give him a year, man. But he lost, the, like you said, he lost the locker room. And the thing is, the way they played, of course, they weren't going. They couldn't replicate that. And honestly, that was a very, very, very weak Premier League season. The big clubs had all bad seasons. So it wasn't that Leicester was to me. It was more about the big, the tops, the big six were really bad. More than Leicester being really good. Leicester were good for their like caliber for their caliber of squad, and they did have diamonds in the rough, such as N'Golo Conte, Riyad Mahrez, and Jamie Vardy, and also um, and also Danny Drinkwater as well, but. It's. I felt like it had more to do with that top six being so bad that that year than Leicester City just being much better than everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, this Leicester City team is better than that Leicester City team right now. Yeah, the Leicester City team right now is better than that Leicester City team. This Leicester City team right now is better than that Leicester City team. This Leicester City team drew with Sheffield Wednesday in their first game. Sheffield Wednesday is actually not that bad either. They drew with Blackburn Rovers. These are not it, these are not EPL win the title teams. But hey, any any oh, Premier League team. No, and they also lost to Arsenal in the EFL Cup on Wednesday. Well, that's the EFL Cup. Who, nah, who cares about that? Arsenal cares about the EFL Cup. That's the only trophy that we can win year in and year out. That's exactly, the exactly. The only trophy. Listen, the only trophy. Listen, I love the Yuri Tillman signing. Another shout out to football manager type guy, uh, the guy who we all thought was going to be one of the best midfielders in the world. Shout out to FIFA. Oh yeah, for my for my Villarreal side of football, football manager fifteen to this day, still one of my top central midfielders. One of the one of the greatest uh, like FIFA signings you could possibly make. I mean, he was just uh, he was just guaranteed ninety overall. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Yeah, and um, Jamie Vardy is still still scoring goals. Like, I don't get it. And you can also argue that Jamie Vardy is better now than he was when they won the championship. Well, here's the thing. Jamie, Vardy's, um, Jamie Vardy is not as good as everybody thinks he is because a lot of people think that, you know, they just look at the standings and are like, oh, my God, he led the league in scoring. Majority of his, um, his goals come from penalties. Now, I will say he's one of the best penalty kickers, like, 
maybe ever because all he does is shoot pens and he makes them all like even even during the, the thing season, is he made so penalties are harder than everybody thinks like you said penalties are not easy he's one of the best penalty takers ever so yeah. i yeah. feel that's a skill and and he's just a flat-out poacher if yeah. you have any loose ball he's getting it i will say this though i would take about like five six strikers ahead of jamie vardy in the league I would say maybe maybe seven, maybe seven, maybe seven. But I I don't think Jamie Vardy is as is. Um, uh, I think he's great, and I think he should be starting. I'm not saying replace him or anything like that, but I don't know. When I just look at this team, top to bottom, this team is going to finish in the top five for sure. But it's not going to win. Uh, well, probably not. I mean, probably not. But you, I mean, you never know. You never know. I, I, I like Brandon Rogers as a manager. I love their team. Um, not even just Farty, Madison as well. Barnes. Um, I cannot pronounce that name with that center back with that that spelled S O Y U N C U. Cannot no, pronounce yeah, that name. Yeah. But he's a, also a good center back as well. They still got Casper Schmeichel. I, I like that team. I like I I really like that team. But yeah, I think Liverpool does have it. Everton might be a surprise. Who knows? Carlo Ancelotti has gotten that team playing well. Yeah, now that's a team where I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe this team can do something because um, the James Rodriguez signing. I'm not gonna lie, didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the signing when I saw it because I didn't think that. Well, uh, why? I don't. I didn't think that Hamas had it anymore. I didn't think that he was like a game changer anymore. No, Zidane just hated him. <laughs> like Zidane hates Scarab Bale. Yeah, it, and, and I mean, you know, they have some pretty solid youngsters. Shout out to um, shout out to our two Arsenal guys who are on uh, Ron Everton, Theo Wilcon, uh, Wilby, who's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I like this team. This team could be a very like if you were if you were a betting guy, I would say um, this is probably a solid team to bet on um, to win the league. To be honest with you, because they are three and zero, and they do they have looked very solid. Yeah, their attack, their attack has been crazy. Now, and uh, one thing I will say is that I think it's next month they have their first big test against Liverpool, and that's going to tell me whether they're ooh, or not. The Derby, the Derby, <laughs> the Derby. <laughs> yeah, they have uh, they have West Ham and then Brighton. They should uh, beat both, and then yeah, the Liverpool. Tell me a lot yeah, you know Liverpool and Everton are essentially across the street from each other, so yeah. that's that's their derby game. If there were actually fans in that, if there were actually fans in that stadium, that would be crazy. Would be um, I'm definitely definitely marking my calendar for that one. Yeah, but I do. But before we get off this topic, I do want to say one team that has shocked the hell out of me, and I'm so happy they're in the Premier League, and I'm so happy that they're doing well. Leeds United is seventh right now. They're too. Oh, I, they didn't strike me at all. They were dumb. They were dominating the second division. We like, like there's nothing. They've been they've been in the second division for what, like five years now or something. Yeah, like but that? they had a, they had a cash influx though yeah, last season. I'm just I'm just I'm just so happy. Like, because my secondary team in in England has been Leeds, uh, solely due to Simon from the Sidemen. Shout out to Simon. Um, I absolutely love Leeds, and I'm so happy that they're doing well. Yeah, it, it kind of when I saw Leeds reminded me of of Wolverhampton when they came into the league. I already knew when they came into the league, they weren't going to be a team fighting for relegation. They were probably are 
they're probably automatically going to be in mid-table because of the talent they had, the money they had. Um, the manager they had, Marcelo Bielsa, who a lot of managers um, are inspired by with the way he, he plays his team. Yeah, I, I I had faith in Leeds United. I didn't think they were going to be bad. And the fact that they got Rodrigo from Valencia. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. Yeah, I still can't believe how uh, – I can't believe how it how a squad. I believe Valencia is in European contention, or pro, I, don't, I don't know, probably not. But yeah, Rodrigo was Barcelona wanted Rodrigo at one point. Yeah, and it goes to Leeds United. Yeah, and like look, and honestly, like they they almost beat Liverpool. They almost beat them. Yeah, yeah. Four three, like first game back. I was just like, dude, Leeds is serious, man. Coincidentally, Rodrigo lost the game. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But uh, yeah, and then they played Fulham, who is really awful, and they allowed three goals, which wasn't the greatest. But um, they had a pretty solid showing against Sheffield United, who's also really bad. Um, but I'm excited, man. I hope Leeds is in. I hope Leeds stays in the prem for years to come. I really do, man. I'm really happy for them. Yeah, yeah, I, b- I believe they will. I believe they will. Fingers crossed. So, uh, fingers crossed for that, but are your fingers crossed for the Big Ten season? That is a great transition. <laughs> <laughs> right off the dome. I was, I was thinking about what to say, how, how I'm going to switch it over, but I got it. I got it. So, yeah. So, our. The heat right there, man. So, I got I got him coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Big Ten season. Uh, let's see. I think I'm trying to. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to the public here. I have been looking for a while of when they're starting, and it looks like they're starting on the 24th. Um, Big Ten season starting on the 24th. Hopefully, there's no COVID crap like there is in the NFL. We'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, I I like the weeks just keep coming and coming, and I'm just like, man, I just want to see the Big Ten play football. I'm sick and tired of the Big Twelve. Loki kind of sick and tired of the SEC playing football. Let's get some Big Ten football in here and let's get this party. How, how are you already tired of the SEC? They just came back a week ago. I already know who the good teams are. That's my problem. I don't, I've never liked watching the SEC because I'm like, okay, Bama's great. Yeah, Bama's great. Georgia is um, overrated, uh, but they're great. You know, Auburn's going to be great. Florida's going to be you, great. You know we're based in Georgia, right? We don't, we're trying to get listeners now. We can get, get some listeners from Alabama. You guys are really glad to float Georgia. You're overrated. But um, yeah, I, I just don't like I just don't like watching three three to four teams dominate the SEC every year, and two of them are going to make the football playoff. I just don't like it. And also, the ACC sucks. It's just Miami and uh, Clemson. I don't. Why would I want to watch? Pretty that? much. Yeah, I don't want to watch that every year. The Big Ten is actually competitive. I don't like. I genuinely do not know if Ohio State is the best team in 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 the Big Ten. I really don't. I really don't know if they're better than, um, especially, I really don't know if they're better than Minnesota. I really don't. And I'm intrigued to see it. And I can't wait. Can't wait. And Michigan's going to be bad, probably. So, wait. Doesn't doesn't University of Minnesota play where the Vikings play? Or they changed it now? I think it was at one point they did. At one point it was, but yeah, they have their own stadium. Okay, okay, because that would have been that would be a problem, especially right now with, oh, yeah, with the COVID thing going on. That but tough for the Golden Gophers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, good, good, good. That's my that was my concern, but yeah, let's see, let's see. I I am glad for the Big Ten to come back. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how long um, 
things are going to last because since watching college football, just still seeing fans in the stadium, seeing an Alabama game, like it, it doesn't look like anything has changed. Like they say, like oh, low capacity. It's still it's still pretty high to me. No, nothing has changed at all. Pretty much, yeah. Like it's very weird to watch like a crap load of fans in a stadium and you know that COVID is the thing and you know that it's the South, man, they do yeah. not care in the South. Like eventually, like I don't care eventually, like, and I know it's going to be a Florida team. <laughs> I just know it. Of course, of course. Florida team, like, like a COVID outbreak is bound to happen. It's bound to happen. And they need, they need to figure this out. Like, I don't, I really don't think this is safe. Like, I don't know if you watched the, um, what game was it? It was, I think it was Florida Ole Miss or, no, it was it, no. You know what it was? It was Kansas State, Oklahoma. Like the place is like roaring. It is roaring, and I'm like, there's so many people here. This is not safe. By the way, um, prayers up for Spencer Rattler because he had a whoo doozy of a game. But um, yeah, I, I I really don't know how I feel about it. It's really great to see college football back, but at the same time. Um, so we'll see in three weeks what that report looks like. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do this. Um, do you do you have any word? Do you know Big Ten is gonna have any fans since they were the, since the last major conference? Dude, Michigan cares so much about having money; they're gonna let fans. Oh, 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 yeah, Michigan. Yeah, why? Why am I even asking that? Of course. Yeah, and if Michigan does it, you know Ohio State's gonna do it, and then if Ohio State does it, everybody wants to be Ohio State. Big Ten. Once Michigan and Ohio State uh, come in, they're gonna say. Thirty percent capacity, but next thing you know, you're going to see seventy thousand fans. Yeah, especially like, dude, week like I'm. I'm gonna tell you this: week two of the Big Ten schedule: Michigan versus Michigan State, Ohio State versus Penn State, and what's that? There, I feel like they're Wisconsin, Nebraska. There, those stadiums are going to be packed to the brim. I guarantee it, one hundred percent. No question. Don't yeah, we're Don't yeah, yeah. We're probably going to have our second wave. I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, we are having we are having our second wave at this point. Honestly, I doubt the season. At least I doubt college football is finishing. NFL probably, but. College football, I don't know. They, they they are taking it so recklessly. Like I'm just I, when I just check the channel, I see all these fans. I'm like, I have to make sure it's not recorded because I'm like, wait, this is 2020. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say this: How crazy is it? Is that there's fans at a college game, but there's no fans in the NBA finals? How insane is that? Shows shows are the values of of each <laughs> shows the values between the NCAA and the NBA. <laughs> Is it NCAA not for profit or something? Or no, no. Dude, are the players getting paid in, in NCAA? Are they? NBA players are getting paid. No, <laughs> like, are, do, we, do we see anything wrong with this? <laughs> it's so bad. It's a, it's a shit show. It's so. Bad. Does anybody else see anything wrong with this? Like for real? Hey, I, like it's just fun. It's I'm laughing, but it's it's. It's not funny. No, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Scary. It's very scary. It's very, yeah, because it seems like the only thing that they really care about is like, man, are my pockets lined? All right, cool. The NCAA is the mafia. Yeah, dude. The mafia. The ma- this is this is the cartel, son. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's scary. And the crazy thing is, is like we're only on week what three? Week three of college football. 
Bruh, where do we go from here? It's only we got the NBA Finals. The yeah. NBA, the Lakers are in the finals. The oh, yeah. big money teams in the finals. They got no fans. Yeah, just virtual fans. Crazy! It's insane. It's insane. You can have Alabama go against a second division team or something. It'll still have like thirty thousand fans. Dude, what? no, dude. Um, look at the Clemson Citadel game. There's mad fans there, and you know the Citadel Bulldogs are going to get destroyed. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are we allowing fans in here? Does anyone else see a problem with this? No one else has complained about this? No one else has seen the logic? It's like, wait, the NBA who had players who are getting paid, paid more than our NFL counterparts, by the way. Yeah, way more. (laughs) And they don't have fans. Yeah, so let's. So should we make a what? What week do you think? I don't blame Jamar Chase at all. I don't blame um, Jamie Newman. I don't blame any of them. You know, some of them probably just sat out just so they could protect their draft stock more than anything. But I still don't blame them. No, I don't blame them either. But yeah, so what? The week? How many more weeks do you think this goes on for until we see like an uptick and then they're just like, oh, what do we do? Gonna be just like Titans and Vikings. Once, um, once one game gets played, and then there's an outbreak between the two teams, then the CDC will probably step in because they probably want to see. Wait, there's something wrong. Why are they having so many fans here? <laughs> and then some of these games are going to get shut down. Yeah, I or think they're going to have to take the fans out. Yeah, I think it's going to be in these next two weeks because, like I said, um, like there's some big matchups up ahead. Like this week alone, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Um, Auburn, then? Georgia, it's over. That's yeah. over. And then next week, that's Texas, over. Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, Michigan State. Like, yeah, dude, Miami, Clemson. That's in a that. That's oh, that that's over as well. <laughs> that is over. What? <laughs> that is. It, yeah, I, I say by the tenth of October, the Cor- Cor- yeah. coronavirus coronavirus puts a love emoji <laughs> <laughs> on your comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh man somebody should get called in a twitter account and just be like <laughs> i'm pretty sure there is i'm pretty sure there is probably is man there probably is yeah but uh i i'm not gonna lie i still want to watch college football i just wish there was i, I mean i want to watch it it's, it's it's very fucked up what's happening but i want to watch it yeah uh so moral of the story ncaa figure it out Look, honestly, as a player, as an athlete, like I, I understand Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I would want to play as well. But just does anyone see a problem with the fact that they're letting all these fans in? Like that's just, that's just my main problem. Like I don't mind them playing. Yeah, but... ten seventeen, Georgia, Alabama. You can't let people in there. You can't. They're oh, gonna kill my... each other, <laughs> like literally and figuratively. The people that's who don't die in that stadium. Are literally going to die from COVID nineteen later in the week. <laughs> they, def- they definitely won't social distance. Def- like uh, that's safe to say, they will not social distance. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess RIP to NCAA football. Should we say that now? I say, I say, it's pretty safe to say. I say, it's pretty safe to say. Yeah, well, RIP. It was fun while it lasted. It was great, great run, great run. But uh, RIP <laughs> in two weeks. It's going to be an RIP. So should we say RIP to the NFL as well? Because there's already COVID outbreak, and this might be some insider news, but I think they already broke it out. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where the Atlanta Falcons play, are letting fans in their stadium. Oh, 
now. I mean, I get the emails first because I work there, but I think they already kind of announced that to the public because I think you can buy tickets now. I saw the tickets. Uh, tickets were $136. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I know as an employee, I'm definitely. <laughs> I don't feel good about that. Well, yeah. I heard twenty. I heard twenty thousand. Like I'm not. I'm not showing up. Oh, like no. No, they're not. They're full full capacity. No, twenty thousand. I said tw- oh. twenty thousand. Like, but oh, full capacity. What are they doing? <laughs> so what I've heard is mostly friends and family, but apparently the public can get tickets as well because they're selling them on StubHub. So. I think he can probably do a good job of social distancing with 20,000 people in like an 80,000-person stadium. You can probably Not if you're an employee. No, if you're an employee, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not showing up. I don't care what they say. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Don't. If you're an employee, quit your job. But if you're, so a, you know, if you're a fan, you should be fine. You know the funny thing is they sent me an email. Well, this is for my retail job. I have multiple jobs there. But uh, they sent me an email um, about me coming back to retail. And if you don't reply by September 22nd, you're offering your resignation. So I was like, you know what? My mindset is I definitely have no intentions of coming back anytime soon. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to resign. So I just said, like, yeah, I'm still interested in working here. Mainly <laughs> because I want my discount. But <laughs> that <laughs> that's another story. But uh like yeah. But I'm just gonna every every uh every schedule they give me, like every shift they give me, I'm just gonna be like, Oh, I can't make it that one. I can't make it that one. I'm just gonna keep stalling until this dies down and then I'll come back to work. Oh man, it's a good move. Yeah, point. I'm not. I'm not resigning. Like you're telling me, I'm. I'm getting. Um, you're telling me I'm not going to have my forty percent off anymore. I'm. I'm not resigning. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah that's a. That's crazy. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry to all the employees out there. I mean, I guess you know what. RIP to the NCAA. RIP to these stadium employees. Really, really, yeah, and I don't. I, I really don't want to want to do this, and I'm not. At least, like right now, I'm currently living with my parents again. Like, I'm not doing it like with them, but maybe if I'm on my own, mm-hmm. where I'm not putting everybody else at risk, and I'm like, okay, I just got to bring my gloves, wear wear my mask. Mm-hmm. And I'm not letting any of these dirty fans. And yes, I did say dirty because some of y'all are near wow. me. As an employee, as an employee, that's that's been my experience. Uh, honestly, some of these, some of the fans, and I'm, I'm only got you Atlanta United fans. I'm a Atlanta United fan too, but they have no like bearings of personal space. They have no definition of personal space. They'll be all up on you. Some of them be smelling. Some of them be trying to touch you. And when this outbreak just happened, like in March. I was already thinking about not showing up to work because look, that's like the worst place I want to be during a pandemic. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to show up to work. But then again, but this is right before they shut everything down, anyways. But I like, even though, even though everybody's aware of this pandemic now, I still don't trust any of the fans at all. I don't trust any of the angry Atlanta fans too, because uh, Atlanta fans would start a riot. I don't trust any of them. So. Look, I think I'm safe. I'm safe keeping my butt at home, honestly. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it'll pay me enough. I'll be real; it'll pay me enough. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely completely fair. Well, let's talk about um, how you how you watch these football games when you're at home because the NFL has kind of had like this very strange uh, season. The NFL, the NFC East is still garbage, which is pretty normal, but uh, the Bills are like somehow the, like one of the best teams in the league for some reason. You, you didn't see it? You, I saw the light. I believed in Josh Allen. That's why I drafted him on my fantasy team. I mean, I saw, listen, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. Even now, after seeing like some pretty legit games from Josh Allen, I still don't know how I feel about him. I really don't. I, I look at them, and then I I look at them. I take off my glasses, glasses, brush it off, clean it, put my glasses back on, and I see Cam Newton. That's who I see for the Buffalo Bills. You think Josh Allen is Cam Newton? In, in, a, in a Bills jersey. The way he's been playing right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the Bills – I'm not going to lie, man. The Bills look really, really, really – they look like a – I mean, the Bills might be top five. They might be a top five team in the league. They're easily the best AFC East team. And I gotta say this as a Patriots fan. They're the best AFC East team right now. I was very brave of you. <laughs> I'll be real, like, look, we already had our time, so I'm not like I'm not gonna be like that stubborn fan thinking that, well, we're still the best team in the NFL. Like I love the way we're playing right now. We're we are definitely playing really well, but I will be honest. So so you would so you predict that the Bills are gonna win your division, not you? For the first time in like <laughs> in a decade, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna lie; it'd be pretty impressive to see. I mean, at least, yeah. The funny part is, is like the bottom of the AFC East is still the same. Like the Jets still suck, and the Dolphins are still like kind of mediocre. I still don't know how I feel about that. That would never change, yeah. You know? But the Bills were just like, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's be Super Bowl contenders this year. Let's do it. Yeah, Stephon Diggs. How about you go ahead and play like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL? As he is, as he is, and it's still funny how the the Texans only got a second round pick with DeAndre Hopkins, but the Bills had to trade a first for Stephon Diggs. But that first round pick, uh, trading that first round pick, looks like to be paying off because yeah. Stephon Diggs is that number one receiver that Josh Allen needed, and Josh Allen, he he was already promising last season, but this season he is looking like a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. He's looking like an MVP candidate so far. I think Russell Wilson got that on lock right now, but he's looking yeah. like a candidate so far. Yeah, I would and, say, um, I would probably say Josh Allen for me as of right now is probably like fourth in MVP. Fourth, okay. So uh, who you have third, second, and well, I know who's first. So yeah, who's third and second? Russell Wilson was number one. Um, Aaron Rodgers just looks incredible. Okay. <laughs> like he he looks absolutely fantastic. And I'm not gonna lie, he hasn't been putting up numbers. However, I think that eventually he's gonna start Run heavy offense. That's why. Yeah. They, now, now they're running a run heavy offense. Yeah, but I, I gotta throw Patrick Mahomes in there, especially after what he did to Baltimore. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to throw Patrick Mahomes. And then Patrick Mahomes also has had like some um I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, but this is something that I've been noticing over the past couple of years. He goes down early in games, and then he just loves climbing himself out, and he always does it. I think I think he's just testing himself. Like, the game comes so easy for him that he's just like, you know what, let me just be down, and then let me see what I can do. Yeah, because that Chargers game, I mean, in that first half, he was not good. <laughs> like, he was not good at all in that first half. And then in the fourth quarter, he was just Jesus coming down to earth, and he was just like, oh, what is this football? Right, let me test this out. Yeah, he looks uh, no, this. 
Oh, what did I say? I'll let you finish. Uh, but then I was going to say, yeah, I, I I did have Kyler Murray right there ahead of Josh Allen. But, uh, you know, after he lost, I mean, I kind of have to put Josh Allen ahead of him. Okay, that's very fair. I was about to say this with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Is he, for you, the most naturally gifted quarterback ever? Oh, yeah. No question. No question. No yeah. Question. I, yeah. I, 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 he's legit like LeBron James of quarterbacks. I say so, too. Yeah. I, or, I, or Giannis of quarterbacks, just like yeah. in terms of natural, like just natural, like athleticism, like talent. Yeah. He, he's just he's he's has a cannon for an arm, but he's accurate, which is just terrifying that he can just throw a 40, 50 yard deep ball and just throw it on the dime. And on top of that, he has, granted, I think Tyreek Hill and guys like that help him out a lot because they're just like, because then he can just, you know, sling it and they will go get it. But he is, he is a, like, his cross body throws is just, after, after I saw the yeah. body throw, I was just like, yeah, he's the best I've ever seen. It's just the way he could like just tort his body and tort his arm and still like. It's not fair. Not change. Yeah. It doesn't change the pass. Like the pat, like the shovel passes, the sidearm passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I. I really don't. Um, the scare, the, the the scariest part about the whole thing is like he's literally uh, like Trent Arnold, where he's like he's super young and he's only going to get better. This is only his third yeah. year, or the, his third year. Third, third year starting, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, terrifying. What's scary is he's won a Super Bowl and he's <laughs> not even in his prime yet. <laughs> Dude, this is that terrifying. And they're the best team in the league, probably. And then this contract really doesn't take effect to like how many years later? Like five years later? I think um, after next year, the the year after next. Uh, year. He he structured his contract in a way where the like the the cap hit isn't really going to take effect to like five years later, though. Yeah, I mean, it, the the craziest part about it is like ten years. What was it? Five hundred and three million. If he hits all the incentives, which he's going to, um, five hundred million dollars, and that like kind of seems low. <laughs> oh yeah! By the time by the time it actually takes effect, he'll be underpaid. Yeah, he he will legitimately be like super underpaid, and it's like he's yeah. being a billionaire. That could be paid more to him by then. Who knows? Probably. Josh Allen could be paid. No, not saying they're better, we, but just by timing, Josh Allen could be paid more than him for all we know. I'm not gonna lie. I did. Uh, you know what? The next person in line for me to get a huge payday is probably going to be Kyler. Oh, oh, no question. No playing crazy. Well, I think this will be Josh Allen first since he got drafted before, but then after that, then Kyler. Yeah, I, I now the jury's still out on Josh Allen. I'm. I hope he- is the jury is the jury really still out the way he's playing? You know, we just have this perception of Josh Allen that he because we had this perception when he got drafted that he would be a trash quarterback because he's he's so inaccurate. He has a big arm, but doesn't have any of the tools. But he's year. been performing. It happens every year. There's a quarterback that just pops and he looks great. He was good last year. He was okay last year. He wasn't good. Like he wasn't top fifteen. We see. Well. It was his second year, so we seen the we seen the progression. Yeah, so I'm 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 gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until week seven. I'm gonna wait until week seven until I make my official prediction on or my official analysis of how I feel about Josh Allen. But he's playing great. I'll give him that. I hope he gets his contract if he continues as well. But I am going to pump the brakes a little bit on Josh Allen, just a little bit. How do you feel about Mitchell Trubisky? The same way I felt when he got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they benched him. I don't understand why they didn't bench him earlier. I really don't. I don't. Well, he had, he had one of his best games of his career week one, and they thought it was going to be the same. He wasn't even good until the fourth quarter. 
Like people who didn't watch that game, he was atrocious in the like. Granted, granted, I I, I had red zone, so I really didn't watch the game till the fourth quarter either. I was watching another game, so hey, I was, guilty of charge. I will tell everybody exactly where I was. I was in, I was at Uccello's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in the back corner in downtown, in the back corner of the restaurant, watching this game. When I tell you that the Lions were kicking their ass, they were destroying them for three quarters, and Mitchell Trubisky was. Booty. He was butt cheeks. He was so bad. And then the fourth quarter came, and then he was insane. He was the best. Qu- he was. He was honestly better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know. I wa- I watched that whole fourth quarter. I was like, wait, this is for Bisky. Yeah. And all the trash I talked about him the podcast before. I'm still gonna talk trash about. Him. <laughs> and then he goes. And then he goes to New York and has a pretty pretty um bad game. I would say he was. A, it was a bad it- game. It was a bad game. Yeah, and they pull out a win, and everybody's like, oh, is Mitchell Trubisky good? I'm like, dude, didn't he throw for like 190 yards, like two touchdowns, two interceptions? How are you going to call that? I like his 70-something passer rating, too. Had like a 70-something passer rating. Yeah, it's just like, oh, so he outplayed Daniel Jones. Great job. And then, yeah, and then I'm glad that the Falcons were kicking their ass, and then they were just like, oh, let's give it to Nick Foles, and then Nick Foles played like a Super Bowl. (laughs) Shout out to Nick Foles. I'm not going to lie. The Eagles miss him right now. (laughs) I miss him. I mean – I don't know if you watched the Bears Falcons game, but that interception Trubisky threw was horrible. No, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. He's the he's he's the I don't. Why would you trade for Nick Foles and then start Trubisky? It's like we've had three years of tape on Trubisky. I know, right? It made me think that. Wait, Nick Foles just lost his job to to Minshew and Trubisky. Like, how bad is Nick Foles? Yeah, like, he, like Nick Foles can't be the Super Bowl MVP. Bad, no way. But it's like, is Doug Peterson really just transformed his game and he's just trash everywhere else? Like, it must be. It must be. I don't. I, I don't get it. But I'm. I'm glad Mitchell Trubisky is like he's finally been put out of this misery. It's so nice. It's so nice to see. But, so the fact that, uh, well, I'll let you finish. I, was, I feel like I'm gonna transition right there, so you can go ahead. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm about to talk more about uh, Nick Foles. The fact that. They've had Trubisky over Foles. So what does that say about the coaching staff? Were they just starting Trubisky because he was their he was their investment? Not that he was a better quarterback, because they were so quick to bench him. Yeah, well, <laughs> they didn't even give it any thought. Here's the thing. Um I don't know if it was a coaching staff or the owner, but apparently Mitchell Trubisky is like unreal in practice. Like in practice, apparently like he's with a lot. He's That's phenomenal. a lot of draft busts. That's a lot of draft busts in sports. I hear it all the time. Kwame Brown, they said Kwame Brown is great in practice. Which is insane. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were saying, like, he was incredible. But somebody on the coaching staff, like, knew that if Mitchell was playing bad, that they should just, you know, put in Nick Foles. And that way, like, if Nick Foles actually performs, like, they can be like, yep, Nick Foles is better than Trubisky. Which was a smart move, honestly. Benching him at that point in that game was the smartest decision the Chicago Bears have made since letting go of Jay Cutler. So basically, they just wanted Trubisky out of there, and that was like their, and that was just their plan all along. They were just waiting for that bad game. It was like, okay, finally we could take him out so we could put forward. Trubisky is due for a contract. This is contract year for Trubisky. That that's true. That's right. That's right. So if Trubisky had like an okay season. You are gonna have to chuck up 120 mil. <laughs> oh yeah, for your contract, and it's just like you really want to be tied down to that. You, or you rather you would at least be paid as much as Kirk Cousins, at least. Oh, Trubisky. 
Yeah, not that saying that he's good, yeah. but it's just the fact that he's young. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. If you're a quarterback, you get Yeah. Yeah, time. a young quarterback. You're gonna get paid you're gonna get paid a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Um I'm trying to think of a of a solid like yeah, Kirk Cousins is probably the best example. Ryan Tannehill too, like one season and then like yeah. the contract he got. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure didn't Ryan Fitzpatrick get paid? <laughs> Didn't he? Uh, like, like when we saw, we were just like, yeah, it's not that much, but it was like way too much for for uh, a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Uh, who else? But yeah, same. A case Keenum got big money for the Broncos after having that season with the Vikings, yeah. when we when we knew damn well it was really just Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and oh. Kyle Rudolph, the, but in that offensive line, the Jaguars quarterback he got paid. Um, what's his name? Gardner Minshew. No, oh, the other one. The one before Nick, Nick Foles. <laughs> <That one. laughs> oh, perfect example for Trubisky. Yeah, Blake Bortles. That's perfect. Bank. He got paid bank to stay in Jacksonville <laughs> because he had he had a promising season before then, where he looked like oh, well, actually, actually, he just looked at the stats and thought he was a good quarterback, but he didn't realize all of his all his stats were off garbage time. So that's why they were so padded. So when they had to play competitive games, that's when that's when Bortles was trash. So let me let me ask you um, let me ask you this last last thing about the Bears. Um, Bears are three and zero. Do you think that the Bears have a legit chance of making the playoffs? No. <laughs> no. I was I was just gonna finish it off before you even finish the sentence. <laughs> no, I have no faith in that team. They. If you looked at the teams they've been playing, the Vikings are trash. The Falcons are trash. The Giants, trash doesn't even describe them. But I mean, trash is too good for them. Well, here, well, here's the thing. Um, they play the Colts next. I think that they. I actually think that they beat the Colts because I actually think that the Bears' defense is legit. Um, they're going to go on a on a hot little losing streak right here. Bucks, Panthers, Rams. I think they lose all three. Then they play the Saints. Saints aren't that good this year. Drew Brees has regressed significantly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a winnable game, winnable game. And then Titans, winnable game, Vikings, win, winnable game, well, Vikings, they smash. I, I guess they smash the Vikings because Vikings are bad. Um, then Packers, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jags, Packers, they have a pretty easy schedule, pretty easy schedule. I mean, they, they could make the playoffs. Still no. Don't uh, I mean, they make the playoffs will be wild card, but I still have no faith in that team. The only reason why I say that is because remember, fourteen teams, fourteen teams make it. That's tr- no, they're making it because of that. That's true. I forgot about that extra unnecessary playoff yeah. rule where they're just adding two more teams. That doesn't make the that doesn't make the broadcast better. Having more teams, it makes it worse. Yeah. You're oversaturating the playoffs. Yeah. Now the one thing I will say is, is that the NFC is going to be tough because Packers are going to make it, Bucks are going to make it. And then whatever trash NFC t- uh, East team is going to make it. The NFC West, oh, excuse me, the NFC West might be the. They might have all four teams make it. They might. I mean, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams. That possible? Rams. Yeah. The, now it's now it's officially this is the first year where it's actually legitimately possible for four teams in a division to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think I would have liked this rule. <laughs> You don't like it? Nah, nah. I, I, I always hate when 
or sports organizations side like, hey, let's add more teams to the playoffs. Like, no, because these teams don't deserve it. Watch, you're going to have a 6-10 and 10 team in the playoff one of these times, a 5-11 and 11 team in a few years or something. Uh, no, no, and no. That- well, the only bad team that's going to make the playoffs this year is whatever NFC East team is going to make it. Everybody else is going to be like 9-7 and seven at least, or maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe. I don't think any. Yeah, I'm saying we're gonna have one of these years. Gonna have a really bad year. We're gonna have the six and ten team make it because of all these extra teams in the playoffs. Hey, underdog to root for though. It's a great underdog story. It's like what? Like I don't want to see them. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not gonna lie though. I I would love to see the Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers make it. I think that'd be great. Even though I don't think the 49ers are the 49ers anymore. I mean, they're all they're all deserving. I mean, they're all playoff caliber. I'm still not really sold on the Rams, honestly. 49ers, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not sold. I'm not. I can't. I can't be sold on that team. I'm not sold on Jared Goff. I'm not. And that run game is better than it was last year because Gurley was kind of washed for them. Mm-hmm. But still, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Are you sold on Carson Wentz? <laughs> not, not this year. Okay. As long as we're on that page, if you were sold on Carson Wentz, but you weren't sold I still on think he's a franchise quarterback, but he's just been in bad form right now. <laughs> you think he's a franchise quarterback? I still think he is, or at least he was before the injuries, but he's just in bad form. I mean, if I'm the coach, I'm still like giving faith in them because that's their that's their investment. And at the end of the day, he's still shown that he could play, he get have an MVP caliber season. He just probably needs the confidence or just whatever to get back to that. So I'm not going to just give up on him, but he's just been in horrible form right now. Um, Eagles fan alert, real quick. Um, the the Eagles are really bad, and I don't think people really recognize that before the season. This offensive line is old as fuck. <laughs> They're old as shit. Jason Peters is playing guard. That's how bad this offensive line is. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Jason Peters is playing guard. Lane Johnson hasn't played since 2005. Uh, <laughs> this, the, uh, the, front, the front seven on the defense is not that good, but I got to tell you, man, Carson Wentz, like last year I felt this way at times. But I gave him a pass because how he finished the back half of the season, like he was incredible. But there's just times where he just is so great in the first half, and then he just sucks ass in the second half. And that has been every single game that he's played in. Every single one, he's been incredible. Washington is a prime example. He scored 17 points in like the first, I think it was the first, uh, was it the first? Yeah, it was the first two quarters. He scored 17 points, and then he just goes cold. Rams. Pretty much the pretty much the exact same thing. Scores sixteen points in the first half, trash in the second. Bengals like Joe Burrow was better than Carson Wentz, L- literally. Honestly, that's not even that surprising anymore. Joe, Joe Burrow has been excellent <laughs> so far. Joe Burrow. I'm gonna say this. This might sound crazy. Joe Burrow might be top ten in the league already. <laughs> I might, like, I am more sold on Joe Burrow than I am on Josh Allen. I'm not going to lie. Like, Josh Allen's better than him right now, so I'm not going to be that. So would you take Joe Burrow over Matt Ryan if he's top 10? Yes. I don't know if I'll go that far. Not yet, but. I would. The only players that I would take over Joe Burrow is, like, Pat Mahomes, Lamar, um, Josh Allen. I'd probably take, I'd take Kyler. Russell, and then it gets tough, and then Rodgers. Those that's that's pretty much the only ones where I'm like 100 percent dead set on. 
I mean, what's amazing for me with him is that the fact that there's been no preseason games in just no through three games, his first three NFL games, like no preseason. No preseason, their receivers are just injured as shit. They're, that offensive line is is like the second or third worst offensive line in the league. Like Jets number one, but like the Bengals are not far behind. And he is still playing like he's playing like a vet. It's crazy. I didn't think I knew Joe Burrow was really good, and he was my number one pick. But I didn't think he was going to be as incredible as he's been. He's been insanely good. I mean, I thought he, I always thought he was going to be an elite quarterback. I didn't I didn't know from the get go, at least yeah, with the, the way this like, season. Know he was going to be throwing like sixty passes in his first game. Well, then again, he plays for the Bengals, so it's not as surprising. But true. Um, I just didn't think it'll be so good just because they didn't have a preseason. Like, these are your first NFL games. This is a completely different level. Eh? He's still playing like he's in the LSU. Yeah, like the craziest part is like I, I can really see like in um because this because in this draft they're gonna draft a lineman. They're probably gonna draft that lineman from um from Oregon more than likely if they get that top five pick. What, what if Jamar? You, you don't think they could draft Jamar Chase? Burrow's former teammate. No, I don't want him. I mean, I mean, it's not a good pick, but you don't think you don't, you don't think they'll no. Bengals probably do something like that. No, the no. Okay, let, let's get this straight. Would the Bengals do that? Hundred percent. Yeah, do that. Should they do that? Absolutely no. not. You should protect your quarterback's kneecaps because they are going to get destroyed if if he keeps running for his life like this. It's it's a terrifying. It's great to see because he's incredible, but man, protect him, please. And the top receivers are usually like second round picks. It seems like so. Yeah, and it's like AJ Green is like I don't know if he's ever going to be on the field for ten games a season. Um, and then who else? I don't even know. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I would avoid receivers. Tyler Boyd. Oh, he's, yeah. he's been the best receiver. That's true. John, and I didn't John Ross, who runs a 4-2 but has hands of stone. And D. Rosenies. And say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely does. Definitely he, does. He has the worst legs I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like his leg injuries are crazy. Um, but, yeah, they need the yeah, draft alignment in Cincinnati. Don't be stupid. Unless that guy from Oregon's off the board then. You know what? Fuck it. Pick Jamar Chase. Go for it. Go for it. Why not? Let's just get crazy. So uh, back to Carson Wentz. Oh, we, we want to talk about bad quarterbacks? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, back to Carson Wentz. So Doug Peterson was asked if he should bench Carson Wentz. Um, Doug Peterson said, quote, don't go there. Um, yeah, he's, so basically saying he's not going to bench Carson Wentz at all. What would you do when you have a rookie Jalen Hurts as your backup? I, uh, I'm not going to go that far to say bench Wentz for Hurts, um, mostly just due to the fact that the line, like the offensive line is just really bad. And I'm going to give Carson Wentz a pass for the season. I'm going to give him a pass because this offensive line is just hurt and um, – but the one thing you that you pass, it yeah. seemed like you were attacking him the whole time. No, because I don't like Wentz. I want that to be clear. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think Wentz will ever be an MVP caliber quarterback ever again. I really don't. I don't think I think he has all the talent in the world. I think he has the talent to be the fourth best quarterback in the league. I really do. Maybe even number three, maybe. But but he's just like he's just always hurt. He like I guarantee you he gets injured in the next three weeks. That's a guarantee. So Jalen Hurts is gonna play regardless. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, that, 
<laughs> like he's definitely going to play. But yeah, I mean that's like flipping a coin. You got a fifty percent chance that's going to happen. Yeah, so, so but with Carson Wentz. But here's the crazy thing, and also, also I will say this other thing: Dallas Goddard, our uh, our second tight end, he's also injured. So like, there's just injuries across the board. You really can't do anything. We're going to see Jalen Hurts anyway. But I will say this: if Jalen Hurts has like a Nick Foles type season where he's great, I don't know if I want Carson to start. I don't know. Speaking of that. Uh, I don't want to cut you off again, but speaking of that, asking that Nick Foles question, if Nick Foles was still on the team, mm-hmm. would you start Nick Foles over Carson Wentz? Mm-hmm. In hindsight, did the Eagles make a mistake in letting Nick Foles go, go and keeping Carson Wentz? Were and the, should that have been the other way around? Were the Eagles messed up um, with letting go of that offensive coordinator? That won the Super Bowl because he was the best. Oh yeah, because he was. Um, I don't. What was his name? Um, I think it was Mike Rowe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or was it? Or was it Frank? No, Reich? it was the Col- Yeah, Frank Reich, the Colts head coach. Was yeah, it Frank Reich. Yeah, it's Frank Reich. But okay, um, the thing is, the thing is, you you can't stop him from getting a head coaching job. No, so that's inevitable. Yeah, no, I can't. And that's kind of part of it. We just never found an offensive coordinator to kind of. Um, just like kind of take control because it does seem like like Carson is just like audibling like like fifty percent of the time, <laughs> and I think that's a problem. And I think that there needs to be an offensive coordinator to kind of shift him in the right direction. Would I bench him for Foles though? Man, I gotta see I gotta see Foles play. <laughs> I gotta see how Foles does in this next game, and then I'll make a decision whether I bench him or not. <laughs> But actually, you know what? After seeing uh, Nick Foles carry his team back to win, yeah, I mean, I had, yeah, I would, I would. I mean, you got to see Foles play, but you see Carson's stats. My goodness, Dude, I drafted. I don't think you understand how good I thought Carson. I thought Carson Wentz was going to have a comeback year. I really did because all the shit that he's been taking from like ESPN, FS1, all these networks. Like I thought that it would get him going, and I drafted him in fantasy, and boy. Oh did no! I, did I drop him this week? God bless. <laughs> I dropped him. him so hard. God bless. Yeah, you want to know what my two quarterbacks were? It was Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. Those were my two quarterback picks, and I thought, man, I thought they were going to be good this year. Boy, I only wrong. drafted one quarterback late in the draft, and that pick was Josh Allen, and I felt like I didn't need any more. And boy, I'm looking so right with that. You made probably the best pick in the draft right there. Yo, I easily I'm I'm three and zero right now, and I got the most points in my fantasy league. My my team looks unfair right now. I just gotta tell you real quick. <laughs> it's, comfy. it's Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, who I got in the second round. I signed James Robinson of of Jacksonville for the free agency. Calvin Ridley has been balling, DK Metcalf, Hayden Hurst, Josh Jacobs, who is my first round pick. Vikings defense is trash, but I'm gonna release them. I didn't I felt like I was going against three cupcake teams. I felt like I didn't even need to sign a real defense. I was just like I was just holding them. Saying Gonzalez, because I knew Arizona was gonna score points, so the Arizona kicker. New Arizona was gonna score score points, so like let me just get their kicker. Kenny Galladay, he's been hurt mostly. Raheem Mostert, Leonard Fournette, Benny Snell Jr. is my handcuff. Robbie Anderson, Henry Ruggs, who I signed off free agency, and Enkel Harry, who's a flyer that I'm probably going to cut. All right, here's here is um by the way, great fantasy team. I also have DK Metcalf. Boy, what a signing! That was a great signing for me. Um, Were you signed DK Metcalf? Um, yeah, because somebody released him after the first. Ha- 
Wait, what? After the first week, he, he had a great first week. It was okay in the first week. Um, yeah, it, it was it was really last week where he was where he, ooh, ooh boy, that was a great signing. Shout out to DK Metcalf. But um, I, I kind of this is the last thing that I kind of want to bring up about the NFL because this has actually been a question that's been bothering me a little bit. Um, and it has, happens to do with the NFL drafting these three quarterbacks that are on the board who are seen as generational talent guys. You got Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, and of course, Trevor. I'm not going to lie. Quarterback play has shot up like a lot this year where I, I actually don't hate as many quarterbacks as I normally do. Like I actually like a majority of these teams starting quarterbacks. And even, you like Sam Darnold? Um, <laughs> listen, I, it's the same thing with Carson. Like Sam Darnold has talent. Like that's not, I don't think that's, um, I don't think you can really say anything about Sam Darnold without addressing how bad that offensive line is. Yeah. His shitty situation. Line, his offensive line is garbage. Like it's the worst in the league and it's been the worst in the league for the past like three years. So I can't really say anything about Sam Darnold, but you know, if you're the Jets, like, and you have like, let's say you're the Jets and you have the number one overall pick. Would you, would you pick? Trevor Lawrence and put him in that situation. I was asked about actually that question. That's the thing. Like Sam Darnold, I felt like he was in a better situation. One, I felt like he should never have played his rookie year because he was he was not ready coming out of USC. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence mentally is much stronger than Sam Darnold. He's better. He's better than Sam Darnold. I'll, and, I'll, yeah, I'll, and, and not not just that. Yeah, he's an overall better quarterback. Yeah. But mentally, I feel like for coming into a shitty situation like New York Jets, I feel like he'll be better equipped because I feel like he is not going to be seeing ghosts. He's not going to be uh, flustered. So he might be better. But, like, yeah, that's they, they need to give help for the quarterback to get Adam Gase out that team. Yeah. Yeah, they need to get him out. Yeah, I mean, if we're, like, the thing is – and. Like I'm, I'm looking. I'm literally going through these teams, and I'm really trying to see like what teams would really take a shot at drafting these quarterbacks. And I only see two. I only see Jacksonville, who I like Gardner Minshew. I know they don't. And um, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a, even a def- definite now because Gardner Minshew has been playing great this wait, season. What was that? Who was right about Gardner Minshew? By the way. You were. I I, admit, I I was not a believer. I was not a I was not a Minshew believer. Maybe because he looked like Uncle Rico. I don't know. Probably because he looked like Uncle Rico, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, who, who like, if you were, like, name three teams that genuinely need a starting quarterback right now. Carolina Panthers, if they if they keep this up, they will. Um, I believe in 10. Washington Redskins, maybe, but you got to give Dwayne Haskins another year. Years in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta give him another year. You gotta give him another year. First uh, full time year as a starter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So you need to draft the offensive lineman first and foremost. Yeah. Miami Dolphins don't need a quarterback. Denver Broncos don't need a quarterback, even though Drew Locke has been getting hurt a lot. Yeah, Drew Locke Um, been hurt a lot. So yeah. Eagles. That might be wait and see, <laughs> but I don't think they'll draft one. Um, Giants. If the e- I just want to say this right here, right now. If the Eagles have a chance to draft Trevor Lawrence, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I low key would. It's like roll that dice and trade Carson. It's like let's say if Atlanta Hawks had the one pick the year when Zion Williamson came out. Sean Collins is a border. At least Sean Collins has potential to be an All Star caliber big. 
Yeah. If you have Zion in your draft, you're trading John Collins. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Carson Wentz and Trevor Lawrence. It's Trevor problem. Lawrence and Zion. Here's the problem with trading Carson Wentz. This is the only issue, and this is why I kind of hate Carson. His contract is one of the most immovable contracts in the league. And he's injury prone. And he's injury why would I want to trade a first round pick for that? That's why it's immovable because he's injury prone. Like, it's guaranteed that Carson Wentz is going to miss five games minimum. Like that's a guarantee. Hold on, I just remembered. It doesn't. It adds to stop Sam Bradford from getting, from getting trades and contracts. Touche, touche. <laughs> so like, hey, it might it might still work for Carson Wentz? Yeah, true, true. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah, I don't. I really don't. I, I would roll the dice still. I, I would. I would trade him to the 49ers. They want him. So I have a friend. I have a friend who has a name for quarterbacks like Sam Bradford and Carson Wentz. <laughs> He calls them check stealers. <laughs> it's true. Just gets overpaid and just doing nothing but wasting their money. Yeah, can I steal that? Actually, that's great. I love that. Oh no! Oh yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I, we we've been using it all the time. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's probably the face of a check stealer right now. To be honest with you. Oh, oh Carson Wentz or Sam Bradford? Sam Bradford's check stealing oh, god. Yeah. By the way, when you look it up in the dictionary, it's Sam Bradford. But right now, yeah, he's 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 the Messiah. He's check stealing Jesus. Yeah. No. He's a check stealing prophet. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know who. Right next to Charlie Whitehurst. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Even Jay Cutler. Um, but Jay Cutler is bad though. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really don't know because, like, like you said, the Broncos they got Drew Locke. Um, the Jags are, are going to take him, but like the Texans don't need him. The Texans, even though the Texans are really bad. By the way, let's let's just hit on that real quick. Is the DeAndre Hopkins trade the worst trade, not only in NFL, but in sports, period? Because there's been- Not when you have the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics trade. I still say no trade is worse than that. Oh, I was going to bring that up. That's a pretty bad one. No trade is worse than that. There's a reason why Celtics has Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But, but, but... Like the Texans are legitimately like bad without DeAndre Hopkins. They they are, but at the same time, unless that uh, granted the defense is bad too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they were going to be the thing is they are bad without DeAndre Hopkins. They're probably just going to be average with him. So at the end of the day, he's still a receiver. Receivers to me don't unless you're like Randy Moss, don't really have that great of an impact on your team unless you already have surrounding pieces as well. Look at the Cardinals. The Cardinals have like literally... But they already had great surrounding pieces. Well, I guess I guess Texas had Deshaun Watson, so there you go. Before DeAndre Hopkins got traded, like were we talking about the Cardinals being Super Bowl contenders? Because they are. They really are. No, yeah, we were. We were. I guess for that offense, it was just like getting a talent of DeAndre Hopkins for that coaching mind and Cliff Kingsbury was just going to skyrocket that team. So, yeah, 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 you're right. And then, then again, DeAndre Hopkins, honestly, is not as far away from, as from Randy Moss as we think he is. Sure, He's sure. definitely not. Sure. So Yeah, and yeah, with Kyler Murray playing like the second coming of Michael Dick, I mean, he's just, whew, that boy's crazy. It, it's definitely a horrible trade. We got we got to look at the the bad trades of the NFL, but 
Yeah, we'll it definitely could be up there as one of the worst trades in the NFL. In all sports, I still say Brooklyn Nets got that on lock. No, like they, like the NBA had to come up with a rule of no consecutive uh, first round pick trades. Yeah, just so the because of that, so NBA teams don't ruin their franchise. Yeah. Until the NFL has come up a rule to stop DeAndre Hopkins getting traded for a second round pick, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, last thing about the NFL before we move on to. Um, to some finals talk. The Baltimore Ravens lost to the Chiefs. Um, and a lot of people are overreacting about it. And I just wanted to get your personal take. Are you, like, the ba- Baltimore played horrible. Like, that's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No question. They, they played really bad. They didn't play up to their potential. And, uh, yeah, Lamar was surprisingly, surprisingly awful. I didn't, I didn't really think that he could play that bad. But, um do you still have the Baltimore's as, as a contender or is this like kind of like one of those games where you're like, Oh shit, maybe we were all wrong. Oh, I still have them as a contender. Like honestly, it's, it's called at any given Sunday for a reason. The chiefs are still, <laughs> the chiefs are a contender as well. So I think we, I think we're looking too much into it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still only week three. They still got a whole season. They could very well just look at this game and look at what they need to fix. And then, and then make their adjustments and fix it. Um, I'll be, I'm just, I was actually going to ask you later on the show if you didn't ask me this, but I was actually wanting to get your case. Uh, do you think Lamar Jackson is that quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl? Or do you still think, like, as a passer, there's a lot to be desired? Well, as a passer, I've been saying this since last year. Lamar is by far the most underrated passer in the NFL. Like, by far. He, he can sling that boy, and he is actually – way more accurate than people give him credit for. Before that game, he was actually very accurate this season. He was actually really good. He was really good. Um, at, and um, But yeah, that game, I don't. I, I really don't know what happened to him. But in terms of winning a Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be really tough with the Chiefs, man. It's going to be really tough with the Chiefs in there. And that's kind of why I'm like, I don't really know. But Baltimore, I still think Baltimore has the best roster in the NFL. I really do. Um. And I believe in Lamar. I think Lamar really does. Li- I think the thing that um, is going to give Lamar the edge is that he listens to what people say about him. And I think that that's a good thing because even now, people are still doubting Lamar Jackson. After an MVP, after. Oh, you should receiver. You should see the comments after that last game against the Chiefs. You already have a bunch of doubters. Dude, it's like, it's like, it's one game. It's like the last season didn't even happen. And I said this last year, like after the season was over, I'm like, man, the I don't know how long people are going to continue to like say Lamar Jackson can't play quarterback, but I actually think that this loss is a good thing for him. And I really do think that, uh, I think that this year when they win their first playoff game with Lamar, I think that things are going to start turning around for Lamar Jackson. I think that, I think that this for any quarterback, they just need that one playoff one under the belt and then things can get rolling, especially early on in their career. Yeah, yeah, I I say like look, I say it's an overreaction, especially with Lamar Jackson. He's still a much better passer than he was at Louisville because I've seen the comments like, oh, he's still that same passer from Louisville. He's a he's much better. better passer than that. Way better than he was at Louisville. He's so much better. Now another question I have to ask you about Lamar Jackson. I ask you the harder questions with him to oh. see. I want to see where you stand. Okay. Do you think 
he can last in the NFL with the way he plays? Or is it going to be like a bunch of other scrambling quarterbacks who, primar- who primarily scramble? I don't, and I, I, probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't like talking about this because I feel like it's bad juju. Um, but I mean, the, the obvious answer is no. Um, and I hate saying that. I really do. I like to say yes, but I kind of agree with you yeah, as well. It, 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 it's just proven that it can't last. It, but here's the thing. I really do think that Lamar is very underrated as a passer. And I think the next couple of years he's going to develop that. And I think he's going to sit in the pocket more. I don't think that he's just going to rely on his legs for the rest of his career. I think he's yeah. proven that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's going to develop into more of a pocket passer. But once he does, is he going to be more effective? And the Lamar Jackson we see right now. Yeah, that's yeah. It, I hope he does because that would be a very interesting like second half to his career. That'd be a very interesting thing to see him go from a scrambling quarterback to a pocket passer. <laughs> not bad for a running back, right? No, not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I will, and also here's a here's also a really weird caveat that I was thinking about. It, it doesn't yeah. seem like kind of Kyler Murray will last longer than Lamar, right? Is that weird to say? Even though like they're both scrambling quarterback, but it seems like Kyler will last like way longer. Than Kyler, Lamar. Kyler also kind of he. I mean, he runs a lot, but he knows. I think he pick and chooses when to run a little bit better than Lamar. Lamar will just run like through. Like he'll he'll avoid he'll avoid contact a yeah. little bit more. Kyler Murray avoids contact. Yeah. Yeah, Kyler Murray, it, it seems like he does a – I think he's probably the best in the NFL at just, like, not taking hits. <laughs> like, it just yeah. – like, but granted, that's more just due to how talent, how talented he is. Like, he's just stupid talented. And he – like, the way he moves in the pocket is just incredible. But I, I will say this. I'm rooting for Lamar. I think that the Ravens – looking at the back, back half of the schedule, I still think that the, Raven, uh, the Ravens go 15-1, which was my prediction at the beginning of the year. I think they go 15-1, rally on. I say the Ravens will go. It's hard to go fifteen and one. I'll say they'll go fourteen and two. The only reason why I say but, that is that looking at the back half of their schedule, the hardest games that they play are the Patriots and the Steelers. Uh, so what you're saying is my Patriots ain't gonna beat them. So I'm saying that's that the Patriots that, can give them some problems, but come on, you know in your heart of hearts. That that that's gonna be their second loss. I'll say that's gonna be their second loss. So I got. I got the Patriots. Oh man, you're you're putting it that you believe in the Patriots that much, huh? Stefan Gilmore is going to save save your uh, save your ass in that game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got him. Yeah, good luck with that. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> We're going to game plan for Lamar. We we are. We 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 got you, Lamar. We got you. Yeah, good luck with that Madden game plan. So who's faster? Before we switch to the next topic, I do want to. I do wonder because. One one thing one thing I also wonder is why was Kyler Murray ever projected to be a third round pick at one point? <laughs> that seems so ridiculous now. I mean, yeah. before he had that season at Oklahoma. I mean, it's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar. I mean, like the fact that Mahomes slid to, especially looking at the stats and looking at his film, it's like well, how did Mahomes said, like, get picked? How did Trubisky get picked over Mahomes? It's, well, I say Mahomes is hindsight is twenty twenty because everybody thought he was a raw quarterback and then. At number 10, I feel like if he didn't go to the Chiefs, he probably won't be as good as he is right now. That was a perfect situation for him. Now, while Trubisky over Watson, now that's unexplainable. That's but crazy, I think dude. Mahomes is hindsight 2020. 
Yeah, not everyone's going to predict that one. Yeah, yeah, the Watson. Yeah, the I will give you that because um, I actually I think if I remember correctly that I was just like Watson should go to the Bears at number two, and I didn't think that was crazy, but everybody had like Watson falling to the twenties. I'm like that's crazy, but like even like. I didn't know who Patrick Mahomes was coming out of college. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be fake. Like, Oh, he should have been number one, but just watching his tape in college, he was insane. Like he was like, he was crazy good and nobody talked about him and it didn't make any sense. So uh, yeah. And then you go even with Lamar Jackson who went, what did he go? 32nd, right? Last last in the first round, even. Yep. And uh, I think we talked about this before. I, I said Lamar was easily, easily the a top three quarterback in that draft. Easily. And Oh, no question. I said that too. Yeah, and honestly, I was like, man, he has a Heisman. He he's a mobile quarterback. He actually can throw the football. Man, he should go number one of the Browns. Look, I'm saying how you have a Heisman and having that freak of a season, looking like the second coming of Vic in Louisville, and fall all the way to the last pick in the first round. Well, I mean, well you got guys like Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen drafted over you. Yeah, and even and even Josh Allen at the time. Like like I don't know if you've ever seen like his Wyoming film, but Man, you that's where go. I know. You want to talk I about mean, I did, yeah, I didn't see his his film, but I know his stats were even good in college. Yeah, it was just he had the physical talent. Yeah, Josh Allen was raw as anybody can be. I can kind of understand Josh Rosen, but not really even because well, Josh Rosen was a golden boy from high school. Like I thought he was going to be good, but hey, I, I I will say this: I had no faith in Josh Rosen after the comment that he made, where he was just like, "I should have went higher." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you're not you're not as good as you think you are." Um, but yeah, but Baker, Yasher, Darnold, Yasher. Oh yeah, I forgot about Baker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Baker going number one. Honestly, it shocked me, but I was just like, I, I thought, I really thought the, the season he had. Yeah, I thought Baker because he was insanely great at RPOs in college. He was phenomenal, and that's where the league is. Like the league is basically RPO throws. Like twenty. I feel Baker may feel also better if if he was in a better situation, he would turn out better. Yeah, if he didn't have – oh, you mean if he didn't have, like, four coaches in two years? <laughs> I, I think that would help, you yeah. know. you know. And I think I think that would help. And debatably, like, a bottom five franchise in the NFL. You think that would help? Yeah. yeah. I think that would make a slight change, you know. Yeah. A slight change in his fortunes. Let me ask you this real quick. This will be the last thing. <laughs> would you take uh... – <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Okay. Um Baker to the Pats. How do you feel after this one-year contract with Cam? One, that's not going to happen because I don't see Browns trading him. But two, I actually wouldn't mind that. Like I actually feel like I actually feel like oh, just for well, Cam. I think Cam will probably just leave after this season. Yeah, me too. But um, but uh, I wouldn't mind Baker on the on the Patriots. I feel like he just needs a a good organization. Yeah, so would you completely like flip flop and just be like, yeah, Baker, Baker's the goat. If he gets coached under Belichick and you guys win a Super Bowl with him, you're just gonna be like, yep, Baker Mayfield, you're on the train. I, I wasn't. I didn't. I, well, I wasn't you really were off the train. I, I, I was never on the train to begin with. You weren't on the train. I, I was never on the train, but I'm not saying he was gonna be bad. It's just that I never thought he was gonna be when he got drafted. I I. Didn't think he was going to be bad. I just didn't think he was going to be a superstar. I didn't think it was worth your first pick, but I thought he was going to be like that above average, average quarterback in the league. And that rookie year, he looked like he was going to be a superstar, but yeah, he it kind of tailed off. 
Yeah. And my thing was mostly to do with the Browns more than anything. Yeah, it's definitely the Browns. I mean, yeah, the Browns need them. Even though the Browns are two and one right now, so shout out to the Browns. Uh, but they're scheduled. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Hey man, hey, when they beat down the Cowboys, <laughs> because that's their next game. Yeah, they're wow. The schedule is bad. Wow, they're playing like an NFC East team every other week. They're playing. Like, <laughs> they're playing the Giants again. They played the Eagles and then they oh, played the no. Cowboys. <laughs> so okay. I, I know we got to change the topic eventually. We got to talk about the NBA, but yeah. can we just talk about how bad the Giants are? Dude. Are you sold on Daniel Jones? I'm not sold on. I'm not sold on anyone on that team. Not named Saquon and Barkley. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sold on anyone else on that team. <laughs> and, and he's hurt, so I'm not sold on anyone that's that's not hurt on that team. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sold on um on what's his name Andrew Thomas. I'm pretty sold on him. Oh, Andrew. Okay, yeah, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Oh yeah, I'm sold on him. Yeah. And, Evan, and Evan Ingram because he's from Powder Springs, but that's about yeah, it. Shout out to Evan Ingram. Um. Yeah, I would say that's about it. Yeah, I agree with you. Saquon, Andrew Thomas, Evan Ingram, that's it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> They're pretty horrible. I don't know. Uh, yeah, why are both New York teams bad? Can we talk about that? Like, why are they both bad? It's New York. <laughs> that's why. New York are always the laughing stock of sports leagues. Like, Regardless. Yeah, like, man, like, it must suck to, like, like, New York is basically in shambles right now. Like, their economy is in the toilet. And the one thing that they need is just a good sports team, but it's like the Knicks are a joke. The Jets have I mean, they, always going to suck. Even their city's kind of like in shambles right now, at least somewhat. No, their city is yeah. horrible. <laughs> COVID ran through New York. COVID fucked up New York. They gave them the hands, man. It was crazy. And on top of that, their MLS team is not good either. <laughs> not even their soccer team is good. Boy, New York City FC is not good or New York Red Bulls or both? Um, I forgot about the New York Rebels. They're actually about the same. I think they have the same record. Well, okay. Well, New York Rebels in New Jersey, anyways. New Jersey's always trash. Yeah, so I'm Jersey kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, man, like, can New York get something? Give them something. I know that I like. I know it's okay to hate on New York because they're a big city. But man, give them something. Give them a little bit of, you know, give them a little bit of sentiment. How are they doing in baseball? I don't, I don't keep track of their Who baseball. Gives team. a fuck about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that the Boston Red Sox suck. That's all I know about baseball. <laughs> fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Mets. That's all I got to say. Well, there, there's, there might be hope for Brooklyn. You know, Steve Nash is the coach. Might be hope for Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. We're rooting for uh, – let's be Brooklyn fans on this podcast. Let's <laughs> go Brooklyn. Let's go. I hope Kevin Durant comes back the same. And I hope Kyrie still believes in flat earth. <laughs> well, with that, we can transition to the NBA. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, we're going to talk about this before we go to the NBA Finals. Okay. Steve Nash said that he will he he will play Kevin Durant in all five positions. So, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, poor, power forward, and center. That's such a steep move. The thing with that is, we're not even sure how good Kevin Durant will be coming off this Achilles injury, which, like, I want to be optimistic, but this Achilles injury is, like, literally the worst injury you could possibly have. Basketball, by far. And while I still think he could be a superstar, and that's how good Kevin Durant was, like I said this, before the injury, Kevin Durant was the best player in the NBA for me. Like, he was. Like, no, like I'll, I'll say that straight up, even over LeBron. Like, I can't give it pre, pre-Achilles Kevin Durant. 
Pre-Achilles and Kevin Durant was easily the second best player in the league. I can't put him over LeBron. I said I said that because of how much he improved on defense with during the Warriors days. And he's just nearly on well, not nearly. He is unguardable on offense. So no, he's, he's probably um he's he's easily in the top five of most unguardable players of all time. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the well, thing is about the the reason why I believe that Kevin Durant is going to come back the same. He never really uh, he relied on his athleticism, but he doesn't need his athleticism in order. To Achilles, but Achilles doesn't really have to do with just your athleticism at all. Like, well, not not always. It's just with yeah, it's more just movement. It's more planning your feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and every every athlete needs movement. Duncan Robinson will be affected by the Achilles injury. It doesn't doesn't yeah. matter with athleticism at all. It's a death injury. But he's also been out for what a year and a half now. He's been out for a year and a half. He probably hasn't been playing basketball like. That hasn't stopped uh, Wesley Matthews. How many years Wesley Matthews has been removed from his Achilles? He still never recovered. Well, yeah, I mean that's Wesley Matthews. So that's not KD. It's not KD. True. What turned Wesley Matthews into a, a upper echelon starter to a fringe to a fringe starter? What could turn Kevin Durant from from my opinion best player in the NBA to probably a Border, not borderline superstar. It's just probably like a Larry Bird level superstar. I still think which is, still, which is still a, a great, but yeah, the not. lowest I can see Kevin Durant falling is is like the fifteenth best player in the league. That's the lowest I can see Kevin. I, I, yeah, I say I say that's why I think. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think so too. I, but I still think he's like all NBA, like third team every year. I really like. Do. I I read this is I read this say that Kevin Durant basically with Achilles injury will probably just turn to Larry Bird. I mean, and is that a? That's a great thing. <laughs> that's a that's what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah, that's amazing. It, it, and better than Larry Bird, honestly. Yeah, better than Larry Bird. Like Kevin Durant is basically Larry Bird with athleticism. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. I mean, yeah, he 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 just has too many bags in the trick. You know what I mean? He has too many bags in the trick. He can score from every level. It doesn't matter where he is on the floor. And I think that that is just like one of those things where it's like. He he's gonna get an old man game, and he already kind of has an old man game to him a little bit. You know what I mean? And if he put on, and if he put on just a little bit of muscle, a little bit more muscle, and I know he put it on a lot of muscle when he went to Golden State, but if he puts on a little bit more and he gets a post up game going, I mean, yeah, Kevin Durant is gonna be the same unstoppable player that he was before he got injured. Well, so what you gonna see? Two hundred and seventy pound Kevin Durant. I would love to see two hundred seventy pound Kevin Durant. I would love to see that, but no, just like like ten more pounds. I mean, he's he's already well two sixty because he's already uh he's listed at two fifty. It doesn't look like he's two fifty. He ain't two fifty. He's listed at two fifty. That shit out of here. He ain't two fifty. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's seven foot. He's seven foot. He's so seven, two, he's seven foot one hundred eighty pounds. If that, if that, I can't. That, that was his weight when he came in, in Texas. Dude, he's gained see, a lot since then. I'm looking at a picture of Kevin Durant right now, and I can see like hit the bone in his in his arms. <laughs> I can see like literally just all bone, no muscle. He has all veins and bone. He's the tiniest person. He's the tiniest seven footer I've seen since Bull Bull. Easy, easily. Or he weighs thirty pounds less than Nikola Jokic. It says it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Nikola Jokic, who, who lost some weight. Shout out to Nikola Jokic for. By the way, um, also that weight loss for Nikola Jokic is probably why he was so unstoppable, more than likely. So Nikola Jokic, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, 
uh, keep that weight off. Cause... I don't know if you, I don't know if you play Tekken, but you, Nikola Jokic reminds me of that, uh, like that big fighter that oh, if you get the. <laughs> Yeah, Bob. Yeah, he reminds me of Bob from Tekken. So, like, you get the alternate attire and he's skinny. No, but that, no, that's how quick he loses weight. That's how quick he loses and gains weight because it's like he been, he's been doing this for, like, two seasons now. Two things. One, uh, apologize to Nikola Jokic for calling him Bob because that's so rude. <laughs> no, I'm saying this as a good thing. Bob is quick. Bob is, Bob is Bob quick. Is more than quick. And, yeah, Nikola Jokic. That's, what, that's how Jokic plays, big or small. That's how Jokic plays. Okay, touche. I'll, I'll give you – I'll give it to you a little bit. I'm still a little bit disrespected by he play, He played 60 minutes a game looking like looking like one of us. Looking worse, than, looking worse than one of us. Like, looking worse than both of us, actually. Nicole Jokic, you should be offended. <laughs> he played 60 minutes. He played 60 minutes with a beer belly, with a gut, and, and not tired at all. I'm not getting away with this. I'm not giving it to you. No, <laughs> I'm, using, I'm using the Bob comparison as a compliment. Right. And the fact he's able, like, just so quickly during quarantine, able to lose so much weight and become so skinny. Well, I think they said, listen, I don't believe it. But I saw a 220. I do not believe that. Like, he's still probably like 260, 270. Probably but like 250, 260. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah but. He lost a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Yeah, he was definitely unstoppable. Um, Jamal Murray was as well. Taking that next step. You were not sold on Murray. I think we've already said that. But Still not sold on Murray. Yeah. Murray, if there was a playoff MVP. If if they had an award like that, just strict playoff MVP, give throw it to Jamal Murray. I don't care about LeBron. I'm throwing that title to Jamal Murray's face. I'm throwing that. I'm getting my arm. I'm cocking it back and throwing it straight at Jamal Murray. Wow, you're just you're just gonna Mitchell Trubisky that, aren't you? <laughs> you're gonna chuck that <laughs> INT. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, I, would, I would name about three other MVPs before I name Jamal. Three? I mean, you can say LeBron, but three. And, and AD, and AD, but three. Not, not over Jamal Murray. The man has been incredible. He was incredible during that he, he, series. He was. He was. But Jamal Murray has been willing his team. The reason why he couldn't even will his team against the Lakers because he got hurt. I want you to think about that. From, from, I want you to think about this. Bam, this is not an outrageous statement to say. Bam was better than Jason Tatum. <laughs> you can argue that Tyler Hill was better than Jason Tatum. So that's not. He was. I mean, no, Jason Tatum had his bad game. So I'm just saying. Jason Tatum was better, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Hero was better than Jason Tatum in Game Four, but Tatum was an absolute problem. <laughs> He was a fucking problem during those playoffs, man. During during that series, I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. I, I, I was just ripping a little bit, but yeah, he was. Yeah, but like literally, no. But seriously, Bam has been. Bam has debatably been the third best player in the playoffs. No, okay, no. Luca's been. Luca was third, but Bam. Bam is fourth. Bam is fourth. Like that's how great Bam has been. I can't give it over. I can't give Murray the MVP. I'm sorry, I can't. Can't give him a playoff MVP. Respect. I say, yeah, I say Bam's in the running. I still got to throw it at Murray, but Bam's in the run. Yo, shout out Murray. three one back to back, and this guy's been hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. Like he's light skinned You, you like if your glasses are foggy, you might think he's Steph Curry. Like for, that's how it's been playing. It's kind of true. It's kind of true. <laughs> but man, he was he was pretty uh, he was pretty mediocre in that game five, wasn't he? 
Because he had a hurt hamstring. Like, bro, bro was lifting all game. Yeah, hey, hey, remember LeBron got carried off, but look what he did. He came back, came back, and it was phenomenal. When you're a great player, you got to come back. Yeah, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. Like, no. like Murray, Murray got hurt at game four. Go up. And, but he still he still clearly played. Like, look, you gotta you gotta give it to the Denver Nuggets for for playing the way they did. Oh, no, like, I, no, I, I think the Nuggets played phenomenal basketball, despite how. Um, uh, have I said this before? The Clippers suck. Have I said that before? I think I did. Um, Multiple times right now. Yeah. Um, even though the Clippers suck, um, I got it. Yeah, the Nuggets. The Nuggets played their heart out. I I love the way that the Nuggets look for the next couple of years. They're in a really good spot. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I will say this. Don't expect Jamal Murray to be Jamal Murray at the start of next season. Don't expect that. Oh, so what you're saying is he's not carrying this form onto the next season. No. I think he will. I think he will actually. Oh, are we making a little bet right now? You want to make a little bet I, to see if he is actually. Not, not monetary, but we'll make a bet. He said not monetary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, well, let's let's see what day is it. Um, September 29th, mark it down. Jamal Murray is going to be the same. He is not. He'll average at least 23 a game. Wow, really? <laughs> really? 23 points a game in the NBA? You think he's going to average that? During it, the it, 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 and shoot at least 47%. From where? <laughs> From the field. The field. Okay, I thought you were saying he was shooting. He was, shoot, he was shooting 55% in the playoffs, so. I thought you were. I thought you meant from three. I thought was, but 23, 23 a game and 47%, that's. For a team like that, that's borderline superstar. So yeah, no, that's that's fringe all star in the West for a guard. But I'm just talking about caliber of player for that team because that team is not hero ball. So I'm not saying he's going to get like 30 or something. So 23 for that, I'd say he's borderline superstar. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to say 25 a game. I really want to say he's 25. He's going to get over 25 a game. Well, you say twenty-five a game—that's monetary uh, bet uh, status, right there. I'm not—I'm not doing any monetary bets because you know—you know with COVID, you don't know what can happen by now. You don't know if he could get COVID. I don't know, and he could turn like Kendrick Nunn. We don't—we don't know. So I'm just gonna say non-monetary, monetary and so you like yeah, twenty-five with Michael Porter coming in next season. That's what I'm saying. That's why I really said 23, but I, I was just trying. I was trying to get my hot take on, you know. But he, he's definitely going to take the next step. That's all I got to say. He's all taking right. the next step. He's carrying this on. All right, I'll, 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 I'll leave it to you. Yeah, but the, yeah, the Nuggets look, uh, the Nuggets look like they have a bright future. Celtics too, man. Celtics are. I have. I, I will say it right now. The Celtics are my. They should have won. They should have won this series. They should have okay. won this series. That's all I got. No, I'm. No disrespect to Miami Heat. You've been disrespecting but you, the you, Miami Heat for two seasons. No, I say no. Dis- and I know, and I know for a fact you're going to choose the Lakers to beat the Heat. So, yeah, you've been disrespecting them for three series now, and I will not. Who said I was going to choose the Lakers to beat the Heat? I want the Heat to win. You want the Heat to I'm, win? Who are you taking? That's another story, but I want the Heat to win. So, I want, I want, the, I want the Heat to win. But, look, I just say Celtics should have won that series because you got lists – Talent for like player to player, you got more talent than the Miami Heat. No, and Miami Heat just Miami, outplayed them. The Miami Heat are way deeper than the Celtics, way deeper, way deeper. But just overall, they got more talent like in their lineup. Not really, not really. I mean, honestly, in that series, Bam was the best player in the series, and then yes, and then for, 
form-wise, but overall, the Celtics had better players. I don't know, dude. Bam, Bam next season, I, I think, is an all-star. I think Bam is a... Is, is he was a, already an all-star this season. I mean, I think he's like a shoe-in starter all-star next year. Like, that's how great I think Bam can... Bam, Bam, Are you doing monetary bets for that? I'll do I'll do a monetary bet for that. I, 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 dude, I really think Bam is going to be a top... All-star starter. Let's see. Joel Embiid. Uh, okay, who yeah, else? Well, okay, hang on. Let's let's pause real quick. I forgot that the, the, the way that starters work is by voting, so I take that back. <laughs> no, 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 no. You say... If it was just strictly based off of basketball, he is a shoe-in starter. He is a shoe-in starter. I will can say, we get me, can we get E.G. Leon back in the NBA so he can be for that starter? Yeah, can we also yeah. bring back Jeremy Lenzo? You can be a starter. Or oh, who was the oh. Zaza? Zaza needs to come back. To the oh, Zaza Fatulia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I think Bam has. I mean, is it crazy to say because Bam over the past like two series has been sliding into the conversation of being a top ten player in the NBA? Like he's better than Jimmy Butler now. Which is sad for me to say. I won't. I won't go too far with that, but I say they're about what they would be. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't know if I would agree with that, honestly. Jimmy Butler to me, I would, Jimmy Butler to me is not always about stats. It's always about the impact plays he'll make. That I agree. I agree. With that. Are, are beyond the stat sheet. So I don't know. For me, Bam has just been incredible. Like he was so good. He was so good during, especially in that closeout game. In the closeout game. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, the closeout game, he had 32, 5, and 14. And he was incredible on defense. He was incredible on defense. Now, um, I guess this is probably the perfect time to go into finals talk a little bit. Um, the BAM versus AD matchup is probably going to be one of the funnest things to watch. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup more than I'm looking forward to Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, actually. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. I think that uh, the funny thing is, is like, I don't think LeBron, LeBron, um, who I will talk to about in a minute, has been incredible. LeBron will probably guard Hero or something. He'll, I don't think he'll guard Jimmy Butler. No, no. He'll probably guard Duncan Robinson or Hero. LeBron hasn't taken a main defensive assignment in like three NBA finals or four. No, he, he, well, well, but he, he defended uh, J- Jamal Murray. So I feel like since he did that, I feel like he's probably going to take the main perimeter offensive threat. And that will probably be Hero. I wonder why. With the way they run their offense. I wonder why LeBron James is 6'9", 250, 260, small forward, deci- small forward slash point guard decided to guard the 6'5", Jamal Murray. I wonder why that happened. <laughs> because no one else could guard him. So he might as well get someone that will just tower over Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, what happened? He shitted on him. He was just like, let me just, let me just put this to bed, man. This is just dumb. But yeah, that AD Bam matchup. That that um, I don't really remember the last time we saw like big man versus big man in an NBA Finals matchup. But I gotta tell you, I'm excited. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's like it's like an old school series. I love it. Yeah. The thing is, Bam Adebayo might be the best equipped player athletically, probably without mentioning Giannis to defend AD. Sorry, I'm thinking. Um... Yeah, probably, because, I mean, AD can go out to the perimeter. It's obvious that Bam can guard perimeter guys. Um, yeah, physically-wise, you're right, Giannis, maybe Rudy in the post. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. I would say Bam is probably, yeah, next Yeah, but, yeah, but like you said. To handle AD, I would agree with that. 
But like you said, overall, Rudy can't defend the perimeter, so he he can't really match up against AD because AD was just taking down the perimeter. Man, Manny Bio is just equipped. And strength-wise, too, uh, I don't know. Well, he's not strong. I don't know. It's probably a push between him and Giannis in terms of strength. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I say those two are, like, the best equipped to defend AD. So that goes on the Heat's favor. You know what? This could be like the Bucks series where the Bucks will I still say are better than the Celtics. And if they didn't face the Heat, if they faced the Raptors instead, they would have beat the Raptors in the series as well. They could have went to the finals. Mm-hmm. But they just happened to go against the Miami Heat, which was just such a terrible matchup for them. The Lakers, the Heat might be a terrible matchup for the Lakers as well, given who they have in their person personnel. Jay Crowder of LeBron James, that might be the matchup as well. Yeah, the funny thing is, like, if the Celtics would have made it, I would have had a shoe in for the Lakers. I think the Lakers match up perfectly with the Celtics. Yeah, I think I think that I think the Heat are just terrible for them. It's such a bad matchup for them, and. Here and it's the same reason why I think the Heat are going to win the NBA Finals because also are, uh, the Heat are the Detroit Pistons in 04. Like I know, I know a are. lot of people have said that, but that's literally what they are because they're like because it's AD and LeBron are the two best players in the series. I don't think me or you are going to argue about that. But the next like what five players, six players maybe are on the Heat. Also, we didn't mention this too. LeBron will be going against his former coach. Yeah. So that's also an advantage Heat as well. Isn't it? Here's also another crazy thing that I heard today. Um, The Pat Riley Heat have not faced LeBron James since LeBron James has left in the playoffs. Ever since he left Miami, they have not played each other, which is very interesting to me. Very interesting story. Wait, even even Cleveland? Even when he was in Cleveland, they never played each other. I mean, that sounds about right because I actually do not remember LeBron James playing the Heat since he left, but yeah. it's weird. I thought Eastern Conference teams would play each other. Yeah, it, it seems kind of strange, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's so very, weird. It's, it's very weird to think about, but yeah, this is the first time they have met each other in the playoffs since LeBron has left. And from what I remember, it was it was kind of an ugly falling out with Pat Riley and LeBron James. I think they patched it up, but no, not really. Apparently, uh, Pat Riley like sent LeBron James a text after, or um, or called him or something like that after uh, LeBron won uh, the finals in Cleveland. And LeBron never responded. What? what? <laughs> Pat Riley, isn't that crazy? There's a lot of storylines with this. So if the Heat beat the Lakers, Pat Riley would have the last laugh. Oh yeah. Well, I don't I actually don't know because I like the Lakers' chance next year. Because look, because look, look, man, LeBron. Uh, no matter what, as long as you have LeBron and AD, they're always going to have a chance. If, if LeBron loses, which I think they do, and we'll talk about why. But if the Lakers lose, I mean, it is proven that LeBron James is going to get to the finals next year. Like I, I think that that is a shoe in if they lose because. Every single time LeBron has lost in the finals the first time, he comes back and wins the second one. And I'm not going to lie. If the Lakers lose, you can quote me right now. The Lakers win the title next year. If they lose this year, I guarantee you they win the title next year. So we're just forgetting about free agency and the fact that there might be some big blockbuster trades. Bradley Beal could go to another team and make that a super team. Well, I think that the Lakers are going to trade pretty much everything in order to get um, a decent roster in here because I got to tell you, man, this Lakers roster besides AD and LeBron is pretty atrocious. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. 
I say the role players are have been playing well outside outside of Kuzma. They've been playing well for the for the Nuggets for the Nuggets series. KCP's been playing well. He's been hitting his shots for once. Rondo has been uh, as streaky as Danny Green. In the playoffs, I don't know. I don't know if it would be as streaky as that, but Rondo, Rondo, Rondo at fl- times, I say at times, has been looking like Celtics Rondo. Yeah, no, uh, at least Rondo has definitely the assist. He's been say what? he's been playoff Rondo. Uh, um, I will give Rondo that. Rondo's been very good over the past like what like five games. He's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, this this guy doesn't look like the guy that's, that I thought was kind of washed compared to what what I remember of him yes. in his prime. Yeah. Like like the steals he was getting, he was giving to Marbury Fitz as well. Yeah, I don't know. The Caruso. I just got to say, the Caruso. He's been playing well. He's been playing well, too. When? You want to see the highlight block, the chase down block he had? Okay, the dunks? Dude, look, if you it's watch the Caruso, man. Dude, if you watch Caruso. He is, I do watch the game, yes. If you watch it, then you know that Caruso is a... Is is a perfect person for Instagram and TikTok and all of these places because he is great for one play and then he is just like he is just gone <laughs> for the rest of the series. Like he is just horrible. I don't know what it is with Caruso. I thought Caruso was going to be great, but Caruso has been horrible in these playoffs, and I don't think that that is even a question. Him, Kuzma's been bad. Danny Green's been bad. KCB hits a shot. Airball Kuzma. Yeah, airball Kuzma. Man, they're playing. I want you to think about this. Markeith Morris is getting like 17, 16, 18 minutes a game. Markeith Morris. Not the good Morris, brother. Markeith. I actually don't think Markeith is that bad, honestly. But on a on a finals team? True, true. Like, like I mean, Markeith Morris. Like, is he really worse than Kuzma? I think he's better than Kuzma. I think Kuzma's been getting fucked. Honestly, Kuzma Kuzma's been getting screwed ever since LeBron came into town. It's just a bad, just a bad, like it's just a bad fit for him. He, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wishes he well, nah, because he's in the finals. But he probably would have fared off better if he got traded to the Pelicans. But I, I, I understand why the Pelicans will want Ingram over Kuzma. I will take Ingram over Kuzma too. Yeah, I, I would, I would say this. Um, Kuzma looks like a very attractive piece as a trade option in the summer. Because, like, if they get a ring and they want to run it back. Kuzma's tricky, though. I mean, Kuzma's got potential. I mean, we've seen it. Yeah, but he's due for a big contract just because he's young. Yeah. Do you want to pay him that much money? I don't think I will. I don't think he's going to. I don't think that um, he has put in the work to get, like, a massive contract that we think he But. Is youth and potential are, are going to be the ones that are going to drive him to that contract? But a sport, some sports reporters said it best from the rigor. Call him power forward J.R. Smith. That that's perfect for Kuzma. So and and I do not want to I do not want to pay big money to that. Man, I love the ringer. That's such a good comp. That's the best. That's the best comp I've ever heard. He is literally the power forward J.R. Smith. It really is, and that's that's a bad fit. Especially when you're a scorer, but you're not really a spot up shooter, mm-hmm. it doesn't it, that doesn't really help LeBron James and AD. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this question um, in terms of like the matchup: Who is the third best player on on the Lakers? Because I really don't know who it is. I really don't. Is it Rondo? I guess. 
off, off. I mean, talent wise is Kuzma. Talent wise is Kuzma, but he's been playing horribly right now. Our current form is KCP. Oh, you'd give it to KCP as a third best player. Off current form, off current form. Okay. Or, you, or you can say the centers, JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard. Do you hear KCP or the centers? I, I t- I'll talk about the centers in tandem because to me they just do, they do the same thing. Just yeah. stay there, play defense. They don't care about their offense. Okay, but here's the thing about the Heat, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, let's like Jimmy Butler's better than KCP, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to make sure. I'm uh, no, but seriously. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's a rhetorical <laughs> question. Like, and, I want to name, like, like I would legitimately say that the Laker, the, the Heat's, like, seven-man rotation that they usually have been running, which has been, like, Butler, Crowder, um, Adebayo, Robinson, Drogic, Hero, and Iguodala, I would say that all of those players are better than KCP. Pretty safe to say, yeah. So that's a scary thing, that the two best players um, – Two top five players, obviously, in the league in AD and LeBron are on the same team, which in LeBron, it gives you a chance regardless, right? Like LeBron is the LeBron, in my opinion, is the second greatest player of all time. As soon as he made this finals, which is, by the way, the ninth, his ninth NBA finals just of the decade. Put some respect on LeBron's name if you don't already for, for the listeners out there who are just like, LeBron James is blah, blah, blah. LeBron James is the second greatest player of all time. I don't even think that's a question now because this is – I've never seen it. I've never seen this in any sport ever of a guy who can go to three NBA franchises and instantly make them contenders. This is crazy. But um, the Heat are just deeper. They're so much deeper. And granted, Kuzma's due for a 30-point 30, 30 performance, I think. Because he's been so bad in the playoffs. You weren't the only person saying this. Even in the ring, he said the same thing. Kuzma's due for, it said Kuzma's due for a 30-point performance. It didn't say 20. It said 30 points. Everybody's been saying that. I, mean, he just, I feel like he is. Yeah. And I mean, Danny Green is the same thing. Danny Green is the streakiest shooter in the NBA next to Jared Smith. But he's, he's due for a 25-point performance, too. What if also he transforms into finals Danny Green? The, the, the Danny Green that you know. Oh, oh Spurs Danny? Oh, man. Spurs and Raptors. I will say this. If he is Spurs Danny Green, like 2014 Spurs Danny Green, the series will be over in four games. I'll tell you that right now. If he is that if he's that consistent, it, it's going to be a huge problem. Maybe he's Robert Horry. Maybe he just turns it on in certain moments. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think so either. I was just joking. Yeah, unfortunately not. But yeah, I think that this is a very big problem. I think that this is a problem for the Lakers because in that Kuzma game, that's a win. So we can shoe in one win for the Lakers, guaranteed. Um, But the Lakers have one big issue, and that's defending the three-point line, and that is exactly what the Heat are phenomenal at. You're going to get obliterated by Hero and Robinson. Apparently the way to beat the Lakers is to outshoot them. And we saw that with... um, And we... like that's what I said with the the Rocket series. That's why I thought that the Rockets like had a good chance to beat the Lakers because all they do is jack threes. Um, yeah, I don't. I really don't. I'm really interested to see how this matchup plays out. But I really do think that the Heat are like you said. Um, they're the they're just like the perfect perfect um, kryptonite crystal for the Lakers. The perfect crystal. You know what? I've. I mean, I. 
it's hard for me to bet against LeBron James in the finals, even though I know he's lost more than one. <laughs> but more it's hard one. for me to bet against <laughs> more than one, more than two. I know. It's so hard for me to bet against that caliber of a player. And that and AD in the finals, but yeah. I've just been just doing like just a mental analysis in my head and it just does not look good for the Lakers. Yeah, well, like well, I, I gotta go heat and six. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry, LeBron. I gotta go heat and six. Yes, I converted him. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> And here's I mean, no, I, I was deep down inside, I was really thinking this, but it's just that, like, it can't possibly happen. But yeah. it's just a bad matchup. for. It's like the Bucks. It's just a bad matchup. Unless, unless the shooters finally start doing what they got paid to do and make some buckets, make some damn shots, KCP and Danny Green. Just do, like, do what they paid you for. If they don't do what they get paid for, then the Heat are going to win. If they finally show up and make shots consistently – then the Lakers are going to win. Well, here's two things, right? Um, I give LeBron a pass with some of the NBA finals because I give him a pass for two for sure. I give him a pass for those um, Golden State Warriors. Warriors. I give him, I give him that pass because no players, question. Who's going to be? He he did as good. Those are the monsters. Those are the monsters. Yeah, I even think that even as many arguments as this has been, I think that Jordan's Bulls lose in today's era. And today, with these rules, they lose. Yo, I, I said this. I said this. LeBron has faced better competition in the finals than Jordan ha- ever has. I don't go that far. Like, at least overall, overall. I think that LeBron has faced the, a better team than Michael Jordan, but I wouldn't say he's faced better talent. No, that's what I meant. That's what I meant in terms of competition, teams. But even but even that, even, even that is... Um, you know, even that you can argue because I mean, look at the teams that he's gone up against. I mean, the Dallas is obviously like the biggest stain on this. Well, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's no, that's no excuse for LeBron. The thing is, the Chicago Bulls are essentially the Golden State Warriors of that era. LeBron James will go against the Golden State Warriors, so it wasn't like the same as like Michael Jordan, who was part of that super team while Jordan was. Well, I mean, while LeBron was facing against that super team. Yeah, absolutely, and it's like and. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look at the teams that he's gone up. He's gone against the Spurs, what, five times? And, you know, he went up against, debatably, the Spur, that Spurs 2014 team is, in my opinion, one of the greatest teams ever. I mean, they played some beautiful yeah. basketball. They played some beautiful fucking basketball. Shout out to the Spurs. My favorite team, please come back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough to bet against LeBron in the finals because, I mean, even though he's three and, what, six, right? Three and six? In the, yep. Yeah, three and six in the finals. LeBron, LeBron in the finals has been incredible. Like, you know, he's going to show up. Like, it's guaranteed he's going to show up. It's about the rest of the players. And that's been his entire career. It's like, is everybody else going to is going to show up? Because we know that LeBron's going to show up. Kyrie and Anthony Davis, both of those guys are going to show up. Um, and then obviously the, his third fringe superstar like Chris Bosh. Can we trust Airball Kuzma? Can yeah. we tr- can we trust KCP? That's the other thing. This I think Rondo will show up, but he's not going to make as much of a difference. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But this is the first year where LeBron doesn't have a third guy to rely on, which I think he desperately needs. And that's why I think that the Heat win. But on the flip side of that, LeBron could put on that same face that he put on against Boston in 2013, or was it 2012, where he just was just going off for 50 points a game. And I'm not going to lie, even at 36, that man could could fucking do it in the series. (laughs) 
and, that, and, that, and that's why it's hard for me to bet against LeBron because I know LeBron will literally will himself to win. It was like, like if my, my team can't do it, I'm going to score 60 every game in order for my team to win, and no one's going to stop me. Yeah. So that's why it's just so hard for me to bet against him because I know he's capable of doing that. Also, I know he's capable. Also, I just want to remind everybody, LeBron is pissed off that he didn't win the regular season MVP. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve that regular season MVP. However, he's still pissed off. And I think that little extra motivation to win the NBA Finals to kind of cement himself as the best player in the league at 36. I mean, man, I mean, if I'm a sports better, that would be tough. I don't know how much I don't know how much I would put on this this final series. It's a toss up. Yeah. Yo, it's like it's like Jordan. Jordan just would make up things in his head to be mad about, and then he'll use that as motivation. Right. LeBron is using that MVP as motivation right now. Yeah, also. But- also, the Lakers have not gone uh, – the Celtics – or the, not the Celtics. The Heat have gone um, – I think the Lakers haven't gone to six games at all, right? Have they? I don't think they've been to six games at all in the playoffs. Uh, I think they've been walking through teams. <laughs> yeah, and the Heat are by far, by far the best team they faced. By far. Right? Let's see. Let's see. Blazers? No, They're definitely not. Wait um, Rockets, who would they? Rockets are way better. Oh, yeah, Rock, Rockets are a dumpster fire. Uh, I know that you love that, that. That was my pick, by the way. Rockets. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was your um, pick. Remember, oh, not my pick to be the Fouls. But remember when I told you they were going to be one of the surprising teams? I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember. Well, that. how wrong was I? How wrong was I? Borderline too wrong. Um. Yeah, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. You're better than Nuggets. Yeah, Heat's best team they they faced so far. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so you flip flop, so you're heating six. Yeah, and uh, if the Heat win, I do want to ask you this question: the Heat win, all sports, all sports leagues are copycat leagues. Like NFL, see a Patrick Mahomes, Packers will draft a Jordan Love. <laughs> um, um, like NBA, when the Celtics won a championship, LeBron Forbes his own victory. Causing the Warriors to get their own um, Super Saiyan team after they lost to the at the loss of the Cavaliers as well, and getting Kevin Durant, stockpiling star players. Yep. If the Heat win, will it force teams to be like, you know what? Maybe it's not the best and in co- cost effective way of getting superstars. Maybe we should just get one hardworking star player and then surround them with a lot of young talent that work hard as well, that can shoot threes and they all get along. And let's make sure our workout facilities are top notch and we have the one of the best coaching staffs in the NBA. And maybe we can win a championship that way without getting all the star players in the world. Here's why that's not going to happen. Um, because if what you're saying should be every team's motivation, but honestly, if people, if people weren't trying to copy the Spurs after 2014, because what you just described the heat doing is literally what the Spurs did in 2014. If nobody, but the the Spurs already had star power, Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, and and Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. But they had the names really the the only like big name, I I guess, besides Bam Adebayo, since he kind of made his name this season is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, you're absolutely right, but I mean, the 04 Pistons did it too. I mean, none of those guys had their names except for true, and true. Nobody copied them. So I mean, you know, I, I just don't think that I don't think that um, the Heat should be the gold standard because what the Heat have done is never going to happen again. It's literally never going to happen again. 
like the whole bubble thing helped the Heat tremendously. Like anybody who says that the Heat, the Heat were ta- oh yeah, the Heat, the Heat were tailor made to like run through the bubble. They were they were made for this. Cause look, it's, you have a break, you have a break, a few months, so it's all about like what you've been doing over the break. The Heat are the one team that you know would probably like work out every day or like Skype each other, yeah, zoom and zoom each other, whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> exactly, that too. And they're in Florida, so they probably they probably all had team meetings every day for all we know. Heck yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, uh, I, I just don't think that you can um, expect these things. Like you can't expect um, a guy like Tyler Hero um, who. I don't remember where he was drafted. Granted, thirteen. Every, granted, everybody. I, I will say this: I was the lone supporter in like <laughs> at that Buffalo Wild Wings where I was watching the draft. Who said that Tyler Hero was a stud? No, no. no. Oh, oh, a Buffalo Wild Wings. I was about to say I love Tyler Hero coming out of Kentucky. No, I'm talking about like in my I was high on him. when I was when I was like hanging out with my friends watching the draft. We actually were in a wedding. Okay, we were eating Buffalo Red Wings. We were not at Buffalo Wild Wings, but. Yeah, I was like high on Tyler Hero, but I even I didn't see him having like an impact in the playoffs, especially after the season that oh. Kendrick Nunn has had. And Kendrick Nunn basically hasn't played in the playoffs like at all. Tyler Hero all rookie second team, Kendrick Nunn all rookie first team. Yeah, and, Ke- and isn't that crazy that Kendrick Nunn literally doesn't play? I know, right? Tyler Hero. I, crazy. I, I wonder if if what if he didn't get COVID would have been the same thing, or this was probably the plan all along, anyways. Probably. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, because, I mean, Kendrick Nunn was un- – was he undrafted? He was undrafted, right? He was undrafted. He was technically in the league last year, but with the yeah. G League. But the thing is, like, after he got COVID, his play – well, when he came back, his play just sank. So, like – and he had, a, he had a serious form of COVID, too. So, that affected his play. So, I don't know if it was because of that, why he's just getting no playing time now, or it's just because – I mean, Tyler Hero is that much better at this point, but it's just because Tyler Hero is just so good. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, like I was saying, you can't expect Tyler Hero to just be, you can't just expect to have like a, a swagged out white boy <laughs> score 37 points in a game four. You can't expect Rocky that. Cornrows in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, you can't expect, you can't expect a guy like an, like an Iguodala type to just sign with your team randomly. You can't expect to get a guy like Jordan Drogba. Wish he was rocking cornrows because he needs to come home. <laughs> he needs to come home. He needs to come home ASAP <laughs> real quick. Um, you can't expect the Goran Dragic, uh, the guy who scores like 20 and 7 every single night, to be on your team for five years before your team gets good. Um, a Duncan Robinson, a D3 guy, went D1, went undrafted, becomes the greatest shooter in the NBA outside of Steph Curry. And Steph Curry wasn't playing, so now Duncan Robinson's the face of three-point shooting. Um, Did you uh, see the uh, the email by Duncan Robinson? He was trying to con- we meant we mentioned the Ringer a lot, but he was trying to apply for a job at the Ringer as a sport as a sports reporter because he didn't know his NBA career would pan out. He did well. He was yeah. He was just leaving college. He didn't know he would make it in the NBA, so he was already applying to be a sports reporter. I'm kind of upset that his NBA career worked out. <laughs> Would you want to be a sports reporter now for the Ringer? I'm not gonna lie, dude. Some of the podcasts that he does with like uh, JJ Redick and Bill Simmons is phenomenal. Like he's great. Oh, don't, oh, I need to check it out. I actually haven't checked it out. Yeah, no, he's he's a great like he's a great uh, he like he does great guest spots, and I, I like I actually kind of like love his like take on things. Um, okay, yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's actually yeah, it's really solid. I'm actually kind of upset that you told me that because I really wish he was on the Ringer now. <laughs> I would have loved to hear it. Yeah, there was little like uh, I forgot who posted it, but they showed his they showed like his email, like trying to connect. Oh man, 
it was so funny now looking at it now. He's in the final starting shooting guard for for the Miami Heat. Yeah, and he's been the best shooter in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and they, this guy could have been a podcaster for the Rager. What could have been? That's so sad. <laughs> Man, that's tough. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I will say this. I don't think that the game, I think that it goes seven. I'm going to say it goes seven. Out of respect for LeBron and Anthony Davis, I think it goes seven. And like I said, I think Danny Green is due for a game and Kuzma's due for a game. And if they play J.R. Smith, um, you know, that's a roll of the dice situation. <laughs> Maybe J.R. Smith I, is I, phenomenal. Maybe he's the worst. I say they do that when they're all out of options. I feel like they, they need to do that. <laughs> they need someone who can shoot. But they're going to be out of options. They sure it, are. It, if if no one if if KCP and Danny Green are making shots, if I'm Vogel, I'm bringing Jr. Green out the out the bench. You need someone that can shoot. The Henny God is in your bench. He can shoot. If anything, he can shoot threes. If anything, Kenny. <laughs> I say that's the I say that's the thing he can. I I well okay like at least you know he goes to at least thirty three percent. At least thirty three percent. Twenty five. <laughs> Hey, hey, you're you're not giving the Henny God credit here. <laughs> you're not giving the Henny God credit. He can treat more than that. Factory on this podcast, I refuse to call him Henny God. Absolutely, not. <laughs> zero, no, negative, sir. Absolutely not. I will not do that. I don't think I ever called Jr. Smith by his actual name, like ever. Like I always call him the Henny God. You refer to him as Henny God. Yeah, the Henny God. I gotta lie, I kind of love it. It's kind of great. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I uh, man, I, I'm not gonna lie. Since doing this, um, since doing this podcast, I have flip flopped like twelve times on whether I want to choose the Heat or the Lakers. I really don't know. I really, I got the Heat. I got the. I, I want to choose the Lakers. I want to choose the Lakers because it just seems like the most logical thing to do. But yeah. thinking about it, it's not really that logical to me. It's. I feel like it's gonna be the same thing what the Heat did to the Bucks. They're just gonna clog up the paint and force and force their shooters that can't shoot to shoot. Yeah. Here. Here's the thing. I feel bad not choosing the Heat because I've been riding this heat wave since the beginning of the playoffs. And also, they're really fucking good. And I feel like people have been counting them since round one. So you kind of convinced me to choose the Heat, but then you're choosing the Lakers? I don't want to not choose the Lakers because that's just so disrespectful to LeBron, I feel like. So basically, we really flip-flopped and we're using each other's reasons. I am not saying I'm not choosing the Heat. I'm definitely choosing the Heat in seven. But I'm just saying I feel – I want want it to be publicly known that I feel bad going against LeBron James because I think he's great. I mean, I feel bad too, but at the end of the day, I'm just looking at the matchups, and that matchup is ugly for the Lakers. And only, I mean, LeBron just has to have a historic, well, LeBron type series for this, for, for him to pull it off because. Well, LeBron's going to be oh. historic. Like, I yeah. Like, LeBron doesn't look his age. Like, and then AD just is going to have to say, like, you know what? Fuck Bam. I'm going to just get my points regardless. <laughs> I hope he says that during the game and the mics pick it up. Fuck Bam. <laughs> Basically, like that's that's what has to happen if they if they need to win. If their shooters are not hitting those shots, those two players need to have otherworldly uh, type of series. Like both average. Like uh, they they need to have like that Kobe and Shaq thing. Like where Kobe and Shaq average like about thirty points a game each. They need to they need to do the same thing. I will say this though: if the Heat win, um. The, I'm I'm not gonna as a as just like a flat out basketball fan just a, just a flat 
basketball purists and all the crap that we've had to go through over the past, like, what was it, four years of the Golden State Warrior run. Um, oh, no, horrible. No, the original Golden State Warrior run, I loved it because it was like a Golden State Warriors, like, it was it was the team. Like, they grew that from the ground up, and they were a team that you wanted to root for. And then they got Kevin Durant, and then they just made the <laughs> They became Thanos. Yeah, and then they became Thanos. And honestly, they would have went three for three if KD didn't get hurt. Honestly, they probably would have went three for three if Clay didn't get hurt either. But, um, yeah. But um, if the Heat win in this, people final, forget to mention that with uh, the Kawhi Leonard thing, sure. Clippers. By the way, so sure. just saying, <laughs> that's a good point. It's a great point, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, if the Heat win, this will just aff- um, I think this affirms to the rest of the league, and this actually kind of goes back to your point that you originally made um, of what teams should copy. This is what they should take away if the Heat win the series. You don't need two, three superstars to win a title. You don't. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's basically what I was, tra- I, was tra- I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, these players that like each other. That- I'm not saying that you should follow the same route. You, I still think that you do need one superstar in order to win the title. I think that's just obvious. Like history has proven that you need one superstar to, even though like Chauncey's not a superstar. He was a superstar during that playoffs. Even though Bam's not a superstar yet, you know he's been playing like a superstar. You know what I mean? So yeah, that one guy in order to like carry your team over. And granted, Jimmy is no scrub. I I think he's a superstar in my opinion. But this does affirm to the rest of the league, like, hey, you can compete. You can complete for at least a playoff spot with a mediocre team that doesn't have a face of the franchise. You just got to play right and not be, you know, the Knicks or Minnesota. So, so I have. Well, I should make a statement. So. Like I say, need players that like each other because I say the Clippers are like the exact opposite of the Miami Heat. They stockpile star players, and they also don't like each other. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they don't like each other, and then on top of that, they fired what the the third best coach of the last two decades. See, that was a perfect segue. I, I set that for you, so yeah. so you can say that. I appreciate. It. Yeah, you've been lobbing up intros for uh for a while, and I appreciate it. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even want to talk about the Clippers. The Clippers just piss me off because it's like, because <laughs> it's like you have the best roster in that in the NBA. Um, like literally, they were the they were quite literally the Baltimore Ravens of the NBA. Like they were. Oh yeah, the I said this. Talent wise, they're number one. Yeah, and it's like, but it's like, but the thing about the talent and saying that they're number one, it was like a no brainer that they were number one. Like the talent on their roster was so gross. Like it honestly made me feel. Like they were the new Golden State Warriors because I'm like, look how deep this team is. This team is deep as shit. They had two starting lineups yeah, essentially. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> their, their, their bench players used to start like last, like Reggie Jackson. Yeah, he was a starting point guard. Montrezl Harrell, yeah. Last season, yeah, and and then they just go through their whole chemistry things. But like you, but I think we talked about this last time when Paul George said that stupid fucking interview when he's like. We didn't expect to win this season. We didn't. About to say, which which interview? Because he has so many stupid fucking interviews. Like every, it's like every year. Yeah, that's fair. Every year. Yeah. Um, when last year was a it was a bad shot. It, yeah, was, it was a bad, bad shot. shot. It was a bad shot. It's like yeah, well you're you're going home on that bad shot. But um, yeah, when he said uh, this was not a boom or bust season. Do you remember that he said that like two weeks ago? This is not yep. a boom or bust season. What do you mean this wasn't a boom or bust season? You traded for you. 
an MVP candidate, and then Kawhi Leonard, who a if, lot of people think is the best player in the league. What do you? If mean? it's not a boom and bust season, why did they fire Doc Rivers? Right. <laughs> Doc Doc Rivers. granted, Doc Rivers has lost um, a three to one lead three times in his career. He's also lost a three two lead also three times in his career. So I mean. And also, this might have to do with a lot about nothing, but Paul George is also the person who cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter with a stripper. I don't know if Steve Ballmer looked at that. Like, maybe there's not going to be, like, a great relationship between those two. So let's get another coach as well. I want to ask you this, because this has been something that I've been really contemplating ever since Doc has gotten fired. Would you have fired Doc or traded Paul George? Since I feel like it will be harder to do the latter, I would fire Doc. And that's because I feel like, honestly, I know you're probably – from what you've been saying, I know you're in disagreement of this. I feel like Doc should have been fired anyways. No, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, I, I just didn't think that um, when, when your team – I was surprised when it happened, but I thought it should have been fired. No, I, I think that when your team has chemistry issues um, – I think that it's actually a combination. I actually think that they're not going to be good next season, regardless of the coach that they get. I just don't think that this is a good group of guys. And I would try my it, hardest to trade Paul George. It wasn't the chemistry issues, not for Doc Bridge for me. It was just that lack of adjustments. You're playing Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams at the end of games, knowing their defensive liabilities. They're not adjusting to what Denver Nuggets is giving them, what Jamal Murray is giving them. They're not making any adjustments. You see the Lakers. The Lakers made adjustments on Jamal Murray, and then the and then Nuggets didn't do their miraculous three one comeback. They lost. Clippers never made adjustments, and that's on Doc Rivers. True. And you know what? I think I think it's more than likely they're going to get Ty, Ty Lue. Ty Lue is the assistant head coach. That usually means I'm just going to be the head coach when the other coach gets fired, coach. So he's going to pull another uh, Ty Lue, David Blatt on Doc Rivers. He's going to be the coach. I really think so. I'll be surprised if he isn't. The Clippers GM gives Washington a call which is you, to trade straight up Paul George for Bradley Beal. If you're Washington, do you take that trade? No. If I'm Clippers, I'll take that trade. But if I'm Washington, no. Why would I want that trade from Washington? Because Bradley Beal's leaving regardless. So I can have a bad contract? No. I'm not taking that. It's better than nothing. What's Paul George going to give them? Just two bad contracts with him and John Wall? No. Paul George will give you great, great regular season success. Don't expect anything in the playoffs. And and, it's, and, and they'll probably just make an eighth seed. And yeah. nah. So, I mean, your team, nah, your team I won't. regardless. So, I mean, might as well make that trade. So, so what you're trying to say is the Washington Wizards should be like the Detroit Pistons and just get players that you know are not going to bring your team a championship or, or barely any playoff contention. You need to draft white guys like Luke Kennard in the draft with the 12th. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm no, telling you, like, getting, getting players like Blake Griffin no, I'm not, I'm not telling you to pay Andre Drummond $130 million and also trade for an injury-prone Blake Griffin. I'm telling you to trade for a guy who was an MVP candidate a couple years ago and who is, um, I think, better as a first option rather than as a second option. Now that's why I think we're different. I think Paul George is the best as a second option. He was terrible like, as a second option because that team had no chemistry. He so technically, even though agree they had no chemistry. 
No, I always said it had no chemistry. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying that's the obvious. I, I was just saying Doc Rivers. It's not just chemistry issues. With Doc Rivers. It was just the fact that he also made no adjustments. All I'm saying is that Paul, Paul George was the reason why Indiana had success. Paul George was the reason why the Thunder had success. Paul George was the reason why the Clippers. In OKC, he was the second option. I, I know he averaged more than Russell Westbrook that year, but then they were still the second he option was, per se. He was, and he flourished he was, at the. Forget about yeah, but yeah, he was an MVP role, but he, but he was still operating as a Scotty Pippen role. But he was just flourished at that role. I would not agree with that. I don't think he was the second option. I think it was Russell Westbrook's team. I don't think he was the second option, especially during that second half of the season. He well, that, well, yeah, well, it's Russell Westbrook's team. I feel like I feel like if you want to win a championship with Paul George, he has to be your second best player, well, not your best. Here, player. Here's why I say trade. I, here's why if I'm Washington, I make that trade. I think that Washington realizes or should realize, regardless if Bradley Beal is on the team or not, your team is going to be bad, right? Yeah. Your team is going to be it, awful, no matter who you draft. Well, I feel I feel like getting Paul George is just going to make it even worse. You need to trade. Worse? Because your the team is going to be further in salary cap hell. You need to just trade Bradley Beal for it. Yeah, you don't want to be even worse. making it worse. You only gonna be even worse than salary cap hell. Like, what is Wizards? What is Paul George gonna do for Wizards? Huh? Say what? I said Bradley Beal's already getting paid. I don't think Bradley Beal is making way. More, I don't think that Paul George is making way more than Bradley Beal. Does the Paul George have a longer contract than Bradley Beal though? Probably. Yeah. So, like, why would I? Why would I want to trade Bradley Beal for that? And then, and then you can't move John Wall. John Wall's on contract for what three more years, and then you only. Get one more. And then Paul George. I think Paul George is only on contract for three more years. So you get three more years of John yeah. Wall PG. I'd rather trade Bradley Beal for either expiring contracts or young players than Paul George. <sighs> really. Yeah, if look, my philosophy running the team. Look, if my team is not able to compete for a championship, why am I paying these star players forty million for? I never trade them. Like that's my philosophy as a team. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to get bad contracts like Paul George. I'd rather rebuild and be very bad than be be like the Pistons and be like ninth or eighth, seventh. Like no, I'd rather be really bad or be really good. So just beat the Spurs and just like the like you know that the Spurs are going to make the playoffs in like the next two years, right? Not like, every not every team has Greg Popovich as their coach. So if I had Greg Popovich, maybe I'll try to do that. And Greg Popovich is not going to be the coach when the when the Spurs make the playoffs the next time. But just that that just that structure, the infrastructure. But that's what I'm saying. If, it, if, if it's Becky Hammond or the way they should be is you should be competing every single year. You shouldn't be tanking in order to um, you know hope that these guys. You shouldn't take the Philly route because that's that's the way I think the entire problem is with Philly. Philly's entire thing is like. What about the Pelicans route? I don't think that the Pelicans are ever going to be good. I really don't. So with so with Ingram, with a young Ingram, with Zion, if he stays healthy, let me. I'm not even talking about Alonzo. I'm not sold on Alonzo, but not sold on Alonzo. No, <laughs> you seen him in the play? You seen him in the bubble? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't play basketball for like five months. He lived in California. Oh, uh, uh, okay, but that's not the excuse for everybody else. Okay, no, it's not. Because Lonzo's shot sucks, and you know he needs reps. <laughs> yeah, I'm not still on Lonzo, but I just love his. No, I... but um, I I, don't, I just uh, when it comes like let's take let's take the Pelicans for an example. The Pelicans, do you see the Pelicans making 
the second round of the playoffs in the next two years, three years. I can tell you that. No. Will they make the playoffs? Yeah, they're 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 going to be a playoff. I I think they're a playoff team probably. No, unless Le, unless Zion becomes like LeBron or Doncic level by the third year or something, I don't see them making the playoffs. I mean, make it make it past the first round. Yeah, that well, that's the thing. I don't like like the Pelicans. I don't know really what the Pelicans like motivations are, but it's obvious that they're kind of just like, yeah, let's just put a lot of weight on these young guys and just see yeah, grab a lot of young players and see which one sticks. And they already know Lonzo doesn't stick, so they might get him out of there this off season. Yes. They know Ingram sticks. They know Zion sticks, of course. I I say keep Lonzo. I, I think that Lonzo is a key to having their offense like fulfill their potential. I really do. I think that Lonzo. Did it look like it? I, dude, I think Lonzo is. I think Lonzo is just Rondo, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think he's literally Rajon Rondo. Rondo in 2020. Well, he's Rondo. He's he's Rondo right now. He's not Rondo with the Celtics. I gotta say that. I think he's moving in that direction. I mean, you look at what Lonzo did this season before COVID. Rondo was athletic. Huh? Rondo has prime. Rondo had much more athleticism than, than Lonzo Ball. On Lonzo's athleticism, though. Rondo was one of the fastest players in the NBA in his prime. Lonzo does not have that speed. He's got that defense, though. Is that is? I mean, he, yeah. Passing ability, though. He has a passing ability. Defense at times. Defense defensively, Rondo it was the prime. Rondo was arguably the best in the league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he was strong. And stronger. And stronger than Lonzo. I wouldn't even say he's stronger. I would say that they're about the same, to be honest. I think Rondo gives more effort, which I think has always been Lonzo's problem, is giving a little bit more effort. And granted, I will say this, I believe in Lonzo. And that's not a problem. Effort is not a problem. Effort to me is a problem. That's why I'm not so on Lonzo. Would I want him on the Spurs? No. I wouldn't want him on the Spurs because I think that Greg Popovich would berate him, and I think that eventually Lonzo would crack because I don't know how much effort Lonzo can give. However, when Lonzo does give effort, Lonzo really does look like a number two pick in that draft. He really does. Like, keyword, when. Because he did not give any effort during the bubble. Um, there was even a person that said that it looked like he didn't even want to be there. He gave a lot of effort when Zion was on the floor. I'll tell you that much. He gave a crap load of effort when Zion was there. I mean, I would keep up for another year, but I am definitely would be playing playing around with him in the trade market to see what I can get. But I'll keep up for another year. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, I... Um, Completely forgot where we were. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we. Yeah, I think we covered it all. To be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's two hours and twenty five minutes. We we uh, about covered it all. Good for us. That's good. Yeah, I, I say we had healthy sports debates. Like, yeah, like usually these are my long this usually this is my longest podcast. But like, hey, we have healthy sports debates. Yeah. We keep talking. So as long as we have content to talk about we're going to keep bringing them to y'all absolutely i agree and uh, it was it was a lot of fun it's great to be back to be honest it's great to be uh, back in the swing of things yes great to be back so you know nba files will be starting next time we do our podcast it should be this weekend it's tomorrow tomorrow yep yep nba nba finals is tomorrow this podcast should be released wednesday 
morning. I'm really going to get this done like right after, right after we're finished. So it's going to be released like Wednesday morning or afternoon. So Damn. for me and JC, estimated November 23. Yes, sir. This is the sports edition, and we're signing out. Peace. Wait, Clippers don't suck anymore? I thought you were going to say that. I, the Clippers don't deserve my, my voice. <laughs> All right. <laughs>